You can walk or run, just don't take a stumble, because we're on the road to the Royal Rumble. Hey, that one wasn't bad. I Whoa. thought of it like right now. Uh, you're listening to the Stroop Brothers. Of course, <laughs> this is the Stroop Brothers Wrestling Podcast. It's the only podcast you can find online. It's wrestling related, hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Bump, 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 bump. Ba-da-da. And he's right over there, and I'm right over here, and uh, this is it. This is the best part. This is the best part. All we can do now is just wait for uh, Mike. I think it's our both of our favorite pay-per-views of the year. Oh, the Royal Rumble. Yes, my number one match of all time, for those that remember the top five. Yeah, old uh, fans of the show remember that, for sure. Yeah, just everything about it is just the fun, the surprise, the suspense, the returns, all the action, um, and just... The rules of the match, you know, uh, it's not a battle royal. It's the only one where they've got, you know, everyone comes out on their own. You get the whole entrance, the whole experience. So much fun. Yeah, you get the whole countdown. You get the whole this, that, the other. And this is great because we have uh, some go-home shows heading towards that. And we're going to chat about the little rumble at the end of uh, the show. So let's kick into our wrestling week, shall we? We shall. We're going to kick off our wrestling week uh, the only way we know how, which is with the wrestler of the week. No. Oh, shit. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> it's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. So sorry. I'm looking at a tab here. on my. It's the way my tabs are laid out on my computer right now. That was so inappropriate of me. Usually I'm so good <laughs> no at... Uh... I mean, it's... Was a slight slip. There could be a lot more inappropriate. That's true. I mean, things. I guess all I did was really just mess up one word. Yeah, one word, and it's an actual part of the show. So, uh, so it's not like <laughs> I was uh, staying off brand or it's anything. Not as catastrophic as you think. But our wrestler of the week, or sorry, wow, fuck! Now I said it again. <laughs> oh my Tweet God. of the week um, is going to a Bleacher Report. You know them. They talk about wrestling sometimes and other sports. Among others. Often. Yeah. You know, they were, um, They have that little deal with, uh, all, you know, they're, they're I, I guess, somehow owned by TNT in bed with AEW because they show their, they'll show like the pay-per-view pre-shows for free on their YouTube channel mm-hmm. and things like that. And they're all going together. And Mike, I just sent you uh, what we're talking about because they sent out just some uh, some cool looking. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You're looking at it right it now. They could be some new cool. artwork for your phone if you're looking for a background for those fans of professional wrestling and basketball just as myself. You know, we have LeBron James as Sting. We have the uh, <laughs> the Splash Brothers, uh, Steph, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson as the yeah. Bucks. Of course, we've got, um, I think this one's really <laughs> fitting. It's the yeah, uh, Kawhi. That one's pretty the Kawhi perfect. Leonard as um, Horace Cassidy is probably the best. It's it's, it's like it, his demeanor. It's it just, fits. It's both of them. It yeah. fits so well. Luka Doncic is the uh, is is Darby Allen, Anthony Davis, Kenny Omega. I like the Gordon <laughs> Hayward <laughs> as Chris Jericho, like Le Champion Jericho. Uh, yeah. Moxley, Russell Westbrook, Cody is a, a blonde Chris Paul, which <laughs> which looks a little funny because he's the yeah. one where they oh, like changed a... the hair. All the other ones, their hair is the same. Except uh, yeah, for it kind of fits in. Um, that one doesn't. That one's a bit of a reach, but oh, either way, <laughs> they're all way. pretty good. Some They're real fun. cool, uh, some real cool basketball wrestling themed artwork for those uh, who are fans of both, such as myself. Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega should grow out his unibrow in honor of. Uh, <laughs> he should. He should try to match up. 
You should. Didn't he? Didn't uh, didn't he shave at one time, and then people were like, "Oh man!" So he grew it back. No, it was. Uh, I think it was all a prank. Oh, it like it, prank. it was never shaved in the first place. It I was, fell you know, for it. Yeah, you were, got me. Yeah, you were worked. Because I know. Yeah, I never actually saw evidence of the shave. I just heard the story. Yeah, I got worked, brother. You got worked. You know, works. What can happen? But uh, Bleacher Report, you're the Tweety League champion uh, for this week. Congrats. Congrats. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess we just jump right into uh, the world of wrestling. Let's do it, shall we? Uh, it's always the first show on our wrestling week. Of course, we're talking about SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then... Uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, and it feels like uh, it's always the way we kick off recently with Reigns and Heyman coming out to talk about some stuff. Uh, talk about Owens and Adam Pierce. He pulled the whole switcheroo last week. So, anyways, I think they all come out to the ring and we get some, uh, or, yeah, Adam Pierce comes out. Challenges Paul Heyman to a match, so they say they're going to have that one-on-one later. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Now, Mike, you know a little bit better than me. Uh, how much in-ring experience does a, a man like uh, Paul Heyman have? Um, He's definitely taken some bumps. I'm sure he's probably even been in a, been in a match or two. But, uh, yeah, nothing too serious. But, yeah, he could take a bump. I guess so. I guess so. We're all waiting for that waddling penguin to uh, take something for a bump. I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't see it happening. No, I mean, it feels like it's going to be the old switcheroo again. The old switcheroo. (laughs) Two weeks in a row. But uh, then Sami Zayn comes out. He's got his documentary crew with him still. and The Justice for Sami sign. and Pulls out some handcuffs. Attaches himself to the barrier on the ramp. And, you know, just says, I'm not leaving. Last week I had Apollo beat. he cheated, hold my tights, so he's just going to stay there for a while. Because we're kind of like uh, four weeks into uh, Justice for Sammy. Yeah, he's had this documentary crew following around. and <laughs> It's going, been I going this... really strong, like behind the scenes almost. Or uh... Yeah. I hope they release this this footage, <laughs> put it together as some sort of WWE Network thing. Well, hey, you do. You could kill uh, 20 minutes of TV time with a... Uh... An edited together doc <laughs> that furthers uh, whatever Sami Zayn is working on right now. Yeah. Well, he'll be chained there for a while, so people just start <laughs> we'll, coming we'll, up. We'll come back to him. Yeah. In the meantime, the women's tag champs, Asuka, Charlotte, come out to take on the Riot Squad. Non-title match, though. Uh, Billy Kay's there again, all all punk looking, looking good. Uh, but... Yeah, she's causing distractions, trying to help her team out, but instead it screws her over again because Liv Morgan's got the pin. But anyways, eventually uh, Liv bumps into Billy, knocks her off. Charlotte hits the natural selection on Ruby, gets the win. But hopefully Riot Squad time will come soon. Yeah, this is one of those weird bummer bookings where it's like we're kind of we're not. I guess what we're two weeks into Billy Kay managing the Riot Squad angle. Right, maybe mm. three weeks into it or whatever, and she's already impacting them in a negative way. 
<laughs> like this doesn't bode well for the future, correct? Like there's no way, you know, you come over, uh, you're you're an MVP type presence or you're a Taz type guy and then you just fucking you know, dominate, dominate, dominate. But Billy Kay doesn't quite have that uh, managerial expertise in her yet. No, I was hoping she would be like fall backwards though into success. Just kind of like accidentally help them. Take the net. Like, oh, take, it's take working. Take the nesty plunge into <laughs> yeah. meaningful. She'd be like a Kramer. She would luck out and have things Just happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, she screwed them once again. So afterwards, backstage, Billy's apologizing to them, but uh, she says, "Hey, I got us. I got you entered into the Rumble. So let's all go practice." But Ruby says, "Billy, there's no us. The squad would be much better if it was just me and Liv." So they just leave poor, sad Billy just hanging. Yeah, well, you know, that's what's going to happen, right? But uh, why? Maybe this will break her and then she'll go goth to get back. At oh, them. so we're saying, <laughs> so we're saying character, we're saying, we're saying new character. Yeah, she's going to try out different genres until something fits. Oh, yeah. See, no, yeah. I was going to think, yeah, go after another team that has a shtick. Um, who else has a thing right now that's not like the Riot Squad? Like, who else? Like, what other tag teams have? A, well, I mean, uh, fuck, there is no other women's tag team. I mean, not on SmackDown. So. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Maybe well. she'll just. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes out, cut a promo about the Royal Rumble match, and he's excited. The anticipation. He's done so much in his career, but never won that Rumble. Uh, but then Cesaro comes out, cuts a heel promo saying he's going to win the Rumble. So Brian says, all right, let's just have a match right now. And then Cesaro does a little Dr. Evil and says, how about no? <laughs> how about no? <laughs> I already beat you, but I'll issue an open challenge instead. And Dolph Ziggler comes out. So we get Ziggler versus Cesaro. They have a fun little match. Uh, Ziggler hits a zigzag, but Cesaro kicks out. And then Sammy's still there protesting. Uh, eventually... Ziggler goes for the famous sir, but Cesaro pops him up midair and then just turns it into the neutralizer, gets the win. Cool little finish there. Yeah, fantastic finish there. And I gotta say, um, Mike, these is a, this is two straight Cesaro victories heading into uh, <laughs> the moment that can change the professional wrestling calendar for the next month. Months. Yeah, I okay. mean, he's picking up some steam There's at a very good time. Some steam has been picked up uh, yeah. right when you want it to be picked up. Yeah, I like it. We've taken notice. So let's see what he can do on Sunday. But Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. In the meantime, we got a rare intergender match. Sasha Banks taking on Reginald, the sommelier. Uh, but, you know, Reg is trying to avoid contact. He pulls out a flower, tries to give it to Sasha. Uh... So Sasha slaps him in the face, and then she goes, she starts doing, like, springboards, arm drags, but Reginald landing on his feet. Uh, and then at one point, he finally goes after Sasha with a little waist lock, and he just starts flipping all over the place, just doing backflips. He's all over. Uh, but eventually, Sasha gets a hold of him, hits some crazy lucha moves and a big meteora to the floor, and, uh, I don't know, eventually back in the ring, she gets him in the bank statement, taps him out, Sasha wins. Reginald, the, the little acrobatic man. Yeah, apparently he used to work for Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, I guess Banks and Carmella still goes on. Didn't need this match, I don't think. No, uh, but I don't know. I guess it's Reginald. He can obviously 
he's he's a wrestler, so he's gonna fight someone at some point. It seems. I mean, I guess. I, I guess. Do you think he's from the P? He's a he's just like a guy from the PC. I don't know. He was like taking bumps and stuff no, and doing some weird, things here. It's such a weird angle. For us to bring a, a, a bodyguard <laughs> into a feud that's only only gonna last like a little bit. And he only like fights women right now. <laughs> Very weird. bizarre. Yeah, especially yeah. like WWE pretty like broadly and generally shies away from intergender uh mm-hmm. wrestling you know so who the heck knows but i mean i don't think well the uh there was the uh end of days on becky lynch and then i yeah. think that put the you know that was su- such a devastating maneuver we just haven't seen it i guess or was that after the naya the naya jacks um, finish fest yeah, I think I that was after. Might have been, yeah. Well, either way. But either way, either they're way. few and far between. Few and far between. That's exactly right. And hopefully yeah. if we do get to see them, it's better than this. <laughs> well, I have a feeling we might see it very soon. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get an intercontinental title match. Big E is defending against Apollo Crews. Just a nice big man powerhouse match, but didn't get to last very long as... Uh, this is when Sami Zayn unhooks himself from his handcuffs, comes down to the ring, uh, hits Apollo, so DQ. Um, that was that. We go backstage, and then the Street Profits appo- approach Sonya Deville, saying they want a rematch for the tag titles. And Sonya says, you know what? You deserve it! But uh, Ford, you're dealing with a leg injury, so for the time being, just hang out. Be funny. Hang out. So I guess I don't know. Hang I out, guess he is be injured. funny. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the triple threat that we'll probably get the rumble then will be Apollo Cruz, Sami Zayn, and Big E. Uh, I guess because yeah, you know that we'll, makes we'll sense. Probably, we'll, they can book that on Friday. Yeah, we'll probably need that title on the line in some kind. And that of, could be a good match. <clears throat> of course, it could be. Yeah, I just hate it when title matches on TV end in a DQ. I mean, I guess I hate it when all title matches end in a DQ, really. <laughs> but especially when it's on TV, you no, know, guys. Especially like you're you're watching SmackDown, you think to yourself like, "Oh shit, Big E, Apollo Cruz, title match. This this could be good." And then it ends, you know, and then it ends up finishing sloppy. Yeah. yeah. You can you can ask for. Money. Yeah, we didn't get what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you will from this next segment because we've got the ultimate athlete obstacle course. Of course. The U-U-O-C. <laughs> U-A-O-C. We got Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. Uh, Bailey's up first. So she uh, the first obstacle, you got to flip a giant tire. Uh, and then she goes down ringside. There's a very small set of hurdles, which she easily goes over. Uh, and then a bunch of wooden walls. And instead of climbing them, she just runs right around them before proceeding to the Chad Gable station. Where she must pick up and fireman's carry Gable from one line to the other. Uh, and then to finish it all off, you must shoot a basketball into a hoop. And she gets a final time of 1 minute 12 seconds. So uh, she's on the clock. Took way too Bianca- long. <laughs> Took a little while. Uh, way Bianca step- too long. <laughs> well, let's see if Bianca could do better before you judge her. Uh, but before she can even start, Bailey says, wait a minute. Let's EST up this course. Uh, so they swap out some of the obstacles, make them harder. We get bigger sized hurdles, but uh, or I guess full size regular hurdles. But Bianca just flies through everything. She's uh, on a roll when she gets to the Gable station. But he says, meet your next challenge. And then Otis comes out. Uh, that's a big man. But Belair fucking puts her on her shoulders, carries him across the line. Tremendous strength. Uh, I don't even think Nia Jax could do that. 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> and then to finish it off, she grabs the basketball for the final station. But uh, she's got so much time on the clock, she challenges Bailey to come and try and guard her. Uh, but Belair just breaks her ankles and dunks the ball with 17 seconds left. Bianca wins the Ultimate Athlete Challenge. But Bailey's a sore loser and attacks her. <laughs> and attacks her anyways. It's going to end. I mean, of course, it's going to end in an attack of some kind when the heel loses. Yeah, yeah. it was just. Uh, I wonder if Bailey took so long to kind of. Because it was a 17 second difference, which I feel like would yeah. kind of be enough for Bianca to maybe have had to put Otis back down and then, like, pick him up again, <laughs> like, just in case. Uh, you know, because of course I'm sitting there with my stopwatch. I want to make sure that this is a legitimate uh, <laughs> competition of athletic prowess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bianca Belair had to do it, and now uh, a little kind of mid card feud going on here. Yeah. It's fantastic. It was uh, that was an impressive feat of strength, mm -hmm. carrying that man Otis. And now she knows, or Otis knows, if they're ever in a fire together, she could save his life. And Chad Gable and Otis still working together, so it's nice to know that we haven't <laughs> given up on that either. I mean, Gable's on TV, and he's Chad Gable, so that's definitely way way better that's than better, where he that's was last better year. than sh no, that's better than being Shorty G and not on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get. Something else that we haven't seen on TV a lot. Dominic Mysterio wrestling again as he's taking on King Corbin. Uh, but, yeah, it's nice that he's wrestling, but too bad it's against Corbin. It's the first time we've seen Dominic Mysterio <laughs> not wearing something utterly ridiculous in about uh, six and a half months. So that was uh, refreshing to, like, I almost forgot what his ring gear kind of looked like. Well, uh, I guess being out of the ring so long had a little ring rust because Corbin hits the end of days, gets the win. I mean, and Corbin's that guy. We if, if there's one thing we know about Baron Corbin, it's his consistency of work. He's uh, the gatekeeper of the mid card. He really is the gatekeeper. He is the Finn Finley of the of the women's division. Oh, well, well, let's at, not go too far. Let's not go too far. Fit Finley's a legend. I know. I wonder. I think Baron Corbin's got to be making top dollar for this uh, for this. Con I I bet his. You know, if we were to know. Uh, how much you know these guys? These guys get paid. I bet he would be surprisingly high because he's in yeah. all these matches and he wins, and then he loses, and then he wins and loses. Hops on the mic. I bet he makes more than a guy like Ricochet who does way more in the ring. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, hell, <laughs> fucking. We say this every single week. Baron Corbin's on TV every single week. Every single. Did he have yeah. the? Uh, did he have his little nights? No, I don't think his nights were here this week. The uh, the forgotten. Yeah. Sons. Yeah. They. They haven't really done much with yeah, that. Yeah, we need a new King of the Ring tournament. Uh, but then I just, you know, and then ba so Baron Corbin can kind of switch to a new gimmick and then continue to be on TV every week. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but let's round this off with the main event of the show. Uh, Adam Pierce taking on Paul Heyman. So Pierce comes out. He's got his track pants on. He's ready to compete. Heyman comes out, and then he pretends to trip on the steel steps, hurting his ankle. And then he tells Pierce, you know what they say, card subject to change. So Roman Reigns comes out. He gets in the ring. Superman punches Pierce. Pierce tries to fight back, but Roman just beats him around uh, into the crowd of the Thunderdome. He puts him up on that platform that he knocked Owens off a few weeks ago. But then uh, Owens himself appears, attacks Reigns. They brawl. Owens hits a stunner, pop-up powerbomb through the announce table. And that's how we end the show. 
And that's got to be the closest thing to a happy ending that we've gotten <laughs> on SmackDown in a long time. Actually, like Roman Reigns suffering some kind of defeat at the yeah. at the very end. Uh, and it was a, you know, it was uh, it would have been nice to see Adam Pearce get a few shots in there, you know, because uh, the match was never going to happen. No, he's. Uh, yeah. It would have been nice to maybe see him get a couple, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple jabs, but um, maybe a suplex. <laughs> a suplex of some kind, neck breaker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Roman KO. There we go. We'll see it on Sunday. Hey, it's fun to watch. That was smacked. It's fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be good. But let's go to Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Just that easy to go over there because it's Monday Night Raw. Um, they have the day. The show is not legally allowed to be broadcast on any other day. And by the way, when we say Monday, we need we mean Monday in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, so <laughs> if you are living somewhere else where Monday Night Raw occurs on Tuesday yeah. or here in Liverpool or Sunday, it come on. Imagine it happens on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> that'd be terrible. Yeah. Actually, that means all your pay per views would be happening on Saturday night. That actually wouldn't be that bad. Well, and then your but, NXT takeovers are happening on Friday. Next thing you know, your Friday and Saturday is just not. It's just some. It's just fucking non nonstop wrestling. <laughs> well, if you live in a different time zone, your dynamite would be on Tuesday. I could do this all day. I could do this all Let's day. Just but go before back. <laughs> we figure out who, where, who's where, I uh, guess who's back? Drew, um, uh, Drew McIntyre. Yes, COVID survivor. Survivor. Uh, we can say that now about him. Yeah, he thanks everybody for the well wishes. He's back. He's looking good. Uh, and then he starts talking about his title match coming up against Goldberg. And he promises to remain champion. Then Miz and Morrison come out, interrupt, cut a heel promo. You know, he's still got that money in the bank in his pocket. He's teasing that. But then the real Goldberg comes out this week and gets in Drew's face, tells him he's next. But Miz and Morrison keep John at them, so Goldberg and Drew team up and beat the two heels, and then they have a little stare down. I don't like the little team up. Then when they team up for that like little <laughs> second, uh, I don't like it. Some and you know sometimes. Well, it's not like they did a. It's not like they did a move together. They oh, just that would have been terrible. Together. Yeah, he did like a spear. They did like a, like a double super. Yeah, yeah. something like, <laughs> something like that. Uh yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, surprisingly hot start to the show. Uh, just, I wonder where, I feel like The Miz is just being used throughout all this because I, I still don't feel like he's a threat to this heavyweight championship right now. Yeah, but when he does cash in, I do want him to win the belt, though. Yeah, whenever whenever it does when happen. happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, unless there's a different champion at the time. But who knows? As of right now, I want to see Miz win the belt again. Right, yeah. But let's just move on to some women's action here. Charlotte Flair taking on Shayna Baszler. Uh, Charlotte gets the figure four locked in real early. So Nia Jax just comes in, hits her with a leg drop, cause a DQ. Then they start beating on Charlotte. So Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke come out to help her. And then Lacey Evans runs out. So you know what this all leads to. 
I don't I don't know what it all leads to anymore, Mike. I just don't know <laughs> what anything leads to anymore. Because see, when I hear Charlotte Fair versus Sh- Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, rather, sorry, I picture myself in a cozy January of 2020 thinking to myself, this is a fucking pay-per-view main event right here. <laughs> uh no, but it's you know we're in 2021. Anything can happen. Two women, six women, eight women. Who cares? We're we're wrestling. <laughs> we're wrestling. We're wrestling. So yeah, Lacey, Shayna, Naya taking on Charlotte, Mandy, Dana. Uh, match was going all right. Uh, Shayna and Charlotte they fight outside the ring. Shayna rolls Charlotte back in, and then all of a sudden the refs just reach the count of ten, and Shayna's counted out. She just lost for her. Was team. that a botched count out? Uh, sources say that may have been a botched count. It felt like a botched count. I don't need to uh, hear AC Dirt talk about it. I don't need to go down <laughs> to the dirt corner. What the fuck was that? Uh, yeah, so we go to commercial break. We come back. The ladies are yelling at Adam, Adam Pierce. So he restarts the match. Uh, the winners are like, fine, bring it on. Let's restart. Uh, Dana Brooks in the ring. She hits a nice twisting neck breaker. Uh, big near fall. But then Nia Jax. Picks up poor Dana Brooke into this power bomb thing that she turns into like a one-armed choke slam, but just looks real rough as she just slams Dana down hard, nearly on her head. Uh, just more Naya, man. I didn't like that. I didn't like that one either. No. Just reckless. Reckless from Naya, and then she follows that up with a big leg drop, gets a three count for the heel team. But uh, yeah, it did a rough landing. Hopefully Dana Brooke's fine. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, Nia's uh, Nia's the worst. She really is. Nia Jax is the worst. It's just I don't know if you're booked wrong, or if the character you're presenting is wrong, or the character in which they tell you to be is wrong. Uh, but nothing is. <coughs> there's just when your finisher is Hulk Hogan's finisher. Like what the fuck? This is 2021. What the fuck are you doing here? Have you ever seen Chris like, Statlander land a fucking a fucking tombstone <laughs> pile driver? Like that looks sick. Let's do that. And it's like we said about Bianca Belair. Like Belair is actually strong. Nia is so big, but she's not. She's weak. Well, and especially side. I feel like Nia Jax is is constantly booked uh, like like a big show or Kane, right? Where or like a Diesel. Like no one can fucking no one can knock them down. No one can eliminate them from Rumble type matches or you know you you know to all gang up on each other like that type of large physicality, mm-hmm. uh, which she can't necessarily match with her offense. Like, the defense no. they book for her is, like, 100%, but the offense they book for her is is never anything, like, too, too special. And because, like, what does that mean? We're going to see probably Nia Jax get that group elimination on Sunday, or she mm-hmm. sits there and just starts banging out bodies and finishes with, like, Braun Strowman-level eliminations. It's just like, I don't know what the problem is, if it's her or her booking. It's definitely well. It's her, and the booking her in a prominent position is also so a bizarre. She's not good yeah, I don't quite know what they see with this. They see Samoan blood, cousin of the Rock. They love their Samoans. They want to push them all. Got to push them all. Got to push them all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> Let's just move right along because Slapjack is taking on Xavier Woods. Uh, Slapjack was looking good, getting some help from Retribution, but uh, Woods hits the big shining wizard, picks up the win. 
So the first loss for Retribution in a while. But they all gang up, beat down Xavier. Mustafa Ali grabs a chair. He's ready to smack him with it. But instead, he just unfolds it, sits down, because he wants to deliver a message to Kofi. Uh, he heard that Kofi's not going to be in the Royal Rumble this year, but replacement's been found, and his name is Mustafa Ali. So good for Ali. If anyone in Retribution deserves a spot, it's him. Oh, of course. I did like his little, in his pre-match promo, his uh, Kofi, his thing he said, like, Kofi Mania happened at my expense. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a good line. Right. I was like, whoo, you're fucking right. Yeah, we remember. We, oh, we uh, never forget 9-11. We will never forget. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Selena Vega's father. Yeah. He was in the towers. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? It's a true story. True story. Uh, Hurt Business come out. To host the VIP lounge uh, and a funny little botch. I don't know if you noticed during the entrance, Shelton came out. He was still wearing his face mask. I did, but I assumed <laughs> that it like it was on purpose. No, he takes it off and he goes, "Oh shit!" And you see him. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, know, I, I did see that. Well, have you noticed certainly on AEW, sometimes people have them on and sometimes they don't. You know, certainly like backstage yeah. officials sort of will have them on but i sort of figured yeah well i guess no if vince mcmahon owns the company it's not optional at that point you have to take it off <laughs> well for camera appearances okay. but uh at least it shows that backstage shelton is you know protecting himself as, and they, others. as they all should be yeah uh but it was kind of funny they all just smirked and laughed mm -hmm. on the way down but anyways they get in the ring cut a promo uh three of them of the four are going to be in a gauntlet match later against riddle and if Riddle wins, he gets a U.S. title shot. But uh, MVP's got some words for Cedric Alexander, saying you need to stay in your lane, bro. Uh, but then Lashley tells MVP, uh, hey, man, the three of us were all dripping in gold, and we wanted to get you something to match. And they present him with this big gold diamond chain that just says THB, uh, the Hurt Business, of course. Mm -hmm. And then R-Truth comes out to interrupt. He gets chased off by the gaggle uh, featuring Tucker. Yeah, who else is uh, who else is in the gaggle these days? I mean, your Gulak's always there. Yeah. Your Tazawa. Tazawa. Yeah. Tucker with I his mean, uh, shaved beard, like you know, just, it's kind of like yeah, just his weird sweaty track pants look. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, this whole commotion. Riddle shows up, hits MVP with a big knee, and runs off. We'll get that gauntlet later. Yeah, we are gonna get the gauntlet later. Imagine, like, you think they get called it? You think like Tazawa? Or Tucker gets called into work that day being like, hey, we've got you in the gaggle. Or do you think it's like, you, or do you think you show up at work and then they tell you what you're doing? Like, do you think, uh, do you think you get there knowing that you're just going to kind of run in with our truth and then chase him out? I think for the most part, you show up and then you're told what's you're, going you're on. You're told what's going on. Okay, so you show up yeah. thinking you may be in the main event taking on Roman Reigns. <laughs> You could think you that. Could, I don't know. Okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah. So all you have to go on is last week's booking, and like, and it seems like the direction we're going in. And then yeah, like, I mean, sometimes obviously they book matches in advance, but uh, yeah. And we've heard many stories of Vince McMahon. He'll just tear up the script two hours before the show goes on the air. So even if you think you know what you're doing, you got to learn something new. And then, do you get paid for that day? Like, if you show up. Let's say and they, I think and you're they just a salary employee. You. You're just always getting paid oh, no matter right, what. Yeah. Like if sometimes you're just not on TV, sometimes they do tell people. Like I think right now Alistair Black is just sitting at home getting paid to do nothing. Oh, so it is a salary, not a per appearance like it used to be. No. Okay. But I think there are bonuses. 
like ticket gates and shit like that. Right, and probably merchandise of some kind. And yeah, but back in the day, yeah, I was definitely more in line. Yeah, it was like Hulk. Like, well, we made three hundred grand tonight. You get your cut of five. Or yeah, or Hulk. You know, he 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 does seventy shows a year and gets paid X amount. Yeah, it's more shit like that. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but then we go to Seamus taking on John Morrison. A nice, rare singles endeavor for Morrison Ooh. these days, but nice to see. He always looks good doing his parkour. <laughs> <laughs> doing his parkouring uh, around, you know, cool shit. <laughs> but eventually Seamus catches him with the white noise, gets the win. Uh, and then after Miz is yelling at Seamus, says, hey man, let's do a handicap match right now. So we just jump right in. Mizmo taking on Seamus. Seamus does his best against the two, but uh, eventually Miz hits the skull crushing finale, gets the pin. Yeah, I guess you got a, you know, Seamus going for the challenge as the big guy. Um, but yeah, it seems weird. I don't know. I don't think they had to do it. I don't know what's, yeah, Seamus, you know, they were kind of teasing. Is he going to go after Drew? Is What's he going to do? I don't know. Yeah, we already know Seamus is a tough guy, so why, <laughs> why did we need to see him lose? I don't know. Seemed like a weird one, but you're right. Yeah, but then we go backstage where Ric Flair and Lacey Evans they're practicing some wrestling holds, you know, some compromising positions there. Uh, when Charlotte walks in, and Rick tells her, where she's just staring daggers at Rick. Lacey kind of walks out, and Rick tells her, "I'll always have a place in this locker room. I'm always gonna be me." Charlotte says, "Always be you? You mean the man who was always spending money on everyone except his family?" Uh, I'm not the bad guy. When I was young, this was cute. I'm the one. I'm the only one protecting you now. You've gone from legend to old man. Uh, yeah. So she's a little, a little heelish from Charlotte here. Yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say the other way around, right? Because if your dad starts like flirting with a kind of coworker slash, uh, you know, what, peer, can you blame him? You know, I without, think Lacey's reciprocating just as much as Rick. Oh, know? okay. No, I think I th- I was gonna say though. I think this is our angle to make Charlotte the babyface. Well, I don't know. She's being pretty mean to old Rick. Rick. <laughs> I mean, Rick is being a dirty old man, but I think at this point, that's just his. Yeah, who's writing this dirty old man angle right now? Yeah. He's like, I pay alimony to four different women if I want to fool around with a thirty-something with with a thirty-something married ex-veteran <laughs> with a daughter. Uh, yeah, uh, and and pass on some advice along the way. I think the I think gen. that adds a uh, it adds an odd oddity element to it that maybe kayfabe didn't have before it existed. But the knowledge that somebody is married or with a partner, especially when they're with when they have children. It makes yeah. certain angles feel weird. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, you yeah. know, I'm sure, like, let's say, you know, like, if you're a fan of Lacey Evans, you know, you, you you follow her on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, you probably see all the photos of of, of, of her and her family. And then, like, right beside yeah. a photo of Ric Flair filling her up. It feels <laughs> a little weird. That's That's wrestling. That's wrestling, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we've seen her daughter on TV. Oh, yeah. Remember when she was feuding with... Right. Wasn't she dressed with? up like Lacey Evans? I think she just looks like her oh, mom, they just look. They just look... I, I, thought, I remember, like, <laughs> I thought they were, like, dressed up to look kind of similar. I mean, they probably, yeah, she probably had, like, a little nice dress yeah, on Yeah, did it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. I forget who she was feuding with. Maybe it was Charlotte. Maybe Charlotte Maggie? was the heel back then, and she was... <laughs> 
I don't know, because if her daughter was involved, you'd think Lacey would be a baby face, right? I think it was during her brief, like, I'm a mother and I'm a former Marine. Oh, yeah, that face. Her little baby face run. <laughs> the old Lacey Evans baby face run. We'll never forget it. Yeah, but uh, let's move along here. Our truth taking on AJ Styles. Bit of a mismatch, but truth, he's fighting for a spot in the Rumble. As uh, AJ appears to be the gatekeeper on Raw. You know, he's already thwarted Drew Gulak and Ricochet in their attempts to qualify. And uh, he does the same to Truth here. You know, he reverses the AA into the calf crusher, gets the win. Yeah, you're right. He sort of seems like he's uh, he's the locker room leader right now. And uh, really, he is one of the, you know, older, more uh, seasoned veterans, not only on the planet, but certainly on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> he deserves to have that role. He should be the fucking gatekeeper. He's like 40-something. Yeah. No, Give I like it, it to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fair enough, Truth. You got to earn your spot, and you didn't. So Exactly. See? Go fuck yourself, Arthur. You got your 24-7 title. Exactly. You can fool around with that. Yeah, be your, the, all, the, the most championship-holding person ever. <laughs> uh, then we cut to another, just the tortured, burnt-faced Randy... Uh, and then we cut to the Alexa Bliss in her playground, and she's talking to the Invisible Man again, just recapping everything that's gone on. And we get some hype for her woman's title match against Asuka for the main event later. Yeah, the little bit of the recap, <laughs> uh, a little recap segment. Uh, we see, yeah, we do see her later on. Yes, we do. Yeah, we'll get more, some more mm-hmm. from that. But uh, in the meantime, let's get this gauntlet match because we always love a good gauntlet. Uh, a bit of a mini gauntlet this time, but uh, Riddle taking on her business starts off. Riddle against Shelton Benjamin. So, you know, some good back and forth grappling here. Shelton himself, a collegiate wrestling athlete. Uh, but eventually, or Riddle rolls up Shelton. Cedric distracts the ref, but then Shelton reverses the pin. So he goes to yell at Cedric. Riddle takes advantage, rolls him up with a, gets a three on Shelton. Yol <laughs> was in a roll up. Or victory roll. Is oh, okay, yeah, I was about to say. I don't want a more fancy roll up. <laughs> a fancy roll yeah. up. Uh, but then MVP's up next to take on Riddle. Uh, but MVP's just bickering with the other Herp business members. So Riddle grabs him from behind, locks in a heel hook, gets a quick tap out. So MVP's out. So Cedric, the final man here. Uh, him and Riddle. These two actually get to have a nice little match here. Uh, sequence, just reversals, bunch of fun stuff going on until. Uh, Riddle hits another victory roll. Gets a three. It's working for him. Uh, he wins the gauntlet. Three for three. Gets a U.S. title shot. Three up, three down. Yeah, three up, three down. U.S. title shot against Bobby Lashley. Uh, speaking of, Bobby comes out at the end. Attacks Riddle from behind. It was fantastic Ooh. to see Mike, and you know, we say this every single week, wanting a championship. Yeah, the U.S. title. I mean, Riddle's kind of been mixed up with Lashley for a little bit here, so... Who knows? He could even win the damn thing on Sunday. And running through a gauntlet like this, see, that proves how much maybe you want something. Yes, and deserve. And, co- and could it. deserve it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's that, that whole championship's just floundering right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we cut to a backstage promo from Edge, who talks about the wild 2020 he had, his big return, his feud with Randy, his injury... Uh, the greatest you know, wrestling match ever. Yeah, which did uh, end up being pretty damn good. But, you know, he's getting older every day. The window's closing. 
So uh, he's promising to win the Rumble, main event WrestleMania one last time, and win back that world title that he never lost. So he's in the match. Hey, no surprise. Perfect. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. He's all healed up. All but. healed up and ready to go. <laughs> but let's go to this main event because we were promised a Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka defending against Alexa Bliss. So we start with the, you know, the smiley Alexa playground version. Uh, and then the supernatural stuff just starts happening. Uh, rocking horse appears in the middle of the ring. and You know, we get some regular wrestling, though. They're going back and forth. Asuka gains the upper hand. But then Alexa transforms briefly into her old uh, Harley Quinn self, the pre-Bray Wyatt Alexa. And then she just acts all scared and confused. And Asuka doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, so she lunges at Bliss. But then Alexa avoids her, goes to the corner, and transforms again. This time into the dark version. The, you know, the black lipstick, the hair buns. So Asuka comes at her, hits some big strikes. But Bliss is just blocking them with, you know, looking unfazed. Uh, Asuka tries to get her in the arm bar. But Bliss overpowers her. She's got the mandible claw locked in. Asuka's in big trouble here. About to lose her title when the burnt face Randy Orton appears. No mask on. His face is all red, all fucked up. It just looks uh, like he had a little chemical peel. That's about all, you know? I mean, that hurts. Burns hurt. <laughs> Burns hurt more than cuts. Uh, but, you know, someone else is going to get hurt because he hits Alexa Bliss with a big RKO. No protection here. That was man-on-woman violence. Um, and I don't even think we get a DQ. We just kind of end the show there. No finish. Uh, I was kind of wanting to see Bliss to win the belt there. Yeah, I'm going to assume it was a DQ. I bet if you know her to look I mean, o- officially, yeah, rules, you it. know, because of... Uh... <laughs> the ref probably just got the fuck out of there. Exactly. Exactly. Um... But it was a good RKO. Alexa took it very well. Well, you know, if someone's going to hit an RKO, it's going to be Randy Randman Orton. <laughs> uh, who will be doing the night? Na- yeah, I guess yeah. Natural progression, right? That was that was, you know if Randy is coming back for the Fiend Bray Wyatt, he's gonna have to obviously hit Alexa Bliss um, with the RKO. Um, my biggest thing from this, Mike, and I sort of I had a little bit of a, like an inkling of this last week, or maybe it was the week prior, but I kind of wanted to see it out maybe see where something's going and i don't know and it just feels there's certain parts of this alexa bliss character which feels kind of weird to me um and when i say weird i mean more like uh i i'm worried there's some kind of uh fetish element going on especially with the alexa bliss playground version of this character like taking a grown woman putting her in children's clothes giving her pigtails and a smile it feels kind of weird for something to do to again like a grown woman uh and <laughs> i don't know it's 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 a weird way because the like it, it feel doesn't feel like the funhouse thing anymore like bray wyatt wasn't he, when he was presenting himself as bray wyatt in the funhouse he didn't present himself as a little boy you know, wearing children's clothes uh, with a child's haircut. Um, and it feels weird that it's happening to Alexa Bliss and not him. Uh, I mean, Bliss has always had that same, like, hair mm-hmm. style thing. Yeah, and- yeah, I'm thinking more like now, because now it's like the, the little overalls 
and the little t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's by design, but I don't think it's uh, <laughs> any sort of fetish reason. Okay, well, yeah, it does. There, there is something weird to me. I don't know. It just feels weird of taking a grown woman and putting her in children's clothes. I mean, that's like all the, like, if you watch Treehouse, all the adults on those shows dress weird and like the big comfy couch, shit like that. Right. So it is really trying to hammer that home, not this weird, this this kind of weird thing. I mean, there are people that are into it, I'm sure, and that are loving it. Because, yeah, the Bray Wyatt character is not presented as a child. And I feel like when we see Alexa Bliss swinging on a on a playground, talking to an imaginary friend like that feels like something a child is doing, not a a grown woman. You know what I'm saying? Like the Uh, fiend is. I mean, Funhouse Bray does childish things and like makes googly eyes. Childish things. things Yeah, you're right. You're right. Childish things. Um, And like. I don't know, like putting his hand over his mouth. Yeah, like, that's all I'm. That's all I'm going to right now, and that's just kind of. I'm. I'm hoping that I can. I think you're the one fetishizing I'm ho- or, here. No, you're rather, the one I'm with hoping the I can see this character as not being a, a kid. Uh, I think that's what it is, and uh, hopefully this can go on and we can get past it because, yeah, uh, Alexa Bliss isn't as scary as the Fiend is uh, for me right now. You know, like that Fiend mandible claw. That's like, oh shit, that's taking people down. But like a little Alexa Bliss. Fiend mandible claw. I'm like, eh. You're like, it's, it doesn't feel as scary. Maybe it's because she's not as physically imposing. Uh, she certainly doesn't feel <clears throat> like she can take down Oscar. I don't know. I bought in there. I thought she had the match one. Well, hey, if you bought in, I guess that's all. I guess that's all you need. Yeah. But uh, one thing they won't be able to do once the crowd comes back, they won't be able to do these live transformations. So they'll have to pick either Evil Alexa or Playground Alexa to stick to it the whole match. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to pick one of them. So I guess maybe mm-hmm. they're gonna try to take as much of the playground as they can now, before they're like, okay, we we can't we can't keep switching. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll see. We'll see which version of Alexa shows up at the Rumble. Yeah, you think? She, oh yeah, because she's, she's in the Rumble because she won the match. Like she announced it two weeks yeah. ago or whatever, right? Yeah. So that's okay. She still has a chance to win that belt. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But of course, it's coming up on Sunday. Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back because, of course, we still have Wednesday night, and we still have the uh, Rumble to talk about. So stick around. Back here with part two, folks. The Wednesday night portion. Mm-hmm. Oh, Remember that like month when they were not on Wednesday? Every week one of the shows had to get switched. What? When no? the with uh with Dynamite and NXT? Yeah, I remember there was like Saturday night dynamite. And right, I remember night. it was some kind of like <laughs> basketball. I guess it was probably during the playoffs last year. Rescheduling, yeah, it was something like that. And I remember <clears throat> I definitely remember a dynamite that started at like ten thirty <laughs> PM instead of uh <laughs> Whatever its time was. And I don't remember why the NXT one moved away. I don't know. There was a couple of weeks where, for whatever reason, they were both just like all over the place. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I guess in those particular weeks, they each won, you know, NXT won the Wednesday Night War that week because <laughs> yeah. there was no Wednesday Night War to be won. Exactly. Uh, so let's get to that Wednesday Night War then, shall we? Let's kick off with, uh, with Hunter's Little Dreamscape. As I like to call it uh, around my house, we're talking about NXT. NXT. What does it mean? 
I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT, watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three, four. The little Hot Wheel that could. <laughs> yeah, you know, the little the little engine that could because this is where Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, gets to just live out his 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 biggest dreams of booking a wrestling company. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. He's got a lot of good talent to work with. So uh, let's just jump right in here because we got Dusty Rhodes uh, Cup Classic. I don't know. They call it both. They call it a couple things every <laughs> di every couple weeks. I'm like, I just go with it. Yeah, we all know what we're talking about. The trophy with the big set of boots. Uh, <laughs> let's just get right into it. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane taking on MSK, who had an impressive debut the other week. I'm mm -hmm. uh, looking good again here. Uh, but Dane and Drake, you know, working well together. Drake, I think he's been doing this for a little while now, though, wearing the jeans to match with Killian. Yeah, it's been a few months, I think. Yeah. Whenever or whenever they uh, originally aligned, yeah. however many months ago. Uh, but anyways, MSK looking great. They hit this really cool move. I think they might have done it last week, but like where the one guy does a moonsault, but he's not near his opponent, and then the other partner just pushes him midair. So he's like backflipping and moving, and I don't know, crazy timing and trust between these two. Yeah, that's a good one. We've seen that one before. Yeah, love it. Uh, a little bit after that, they hit their finisher, the spine buster, blockbuster thing. I'm going to call it the up and over. <laughs> and that gets them the win. So very impressive. Two weeks in a row for MSK. I'm liking what I see so far. Yeah, two weeks in a row, you know, the timing with the Dusty Cup and just like what we've heard other people, you know, or sort of the hype that they had coming into NXT. We can only assume they're at least going to the finals. Yeah, and maybe even all the way. Uh, but at the very least, they're making it to the semifinals right now. And I like it. I think this Dusty Cup, this whole thing's kind of going to rejuvenate the tag division a little bit. We're going to bring in some new teams. We're going to see some other teams go far that you might not expect. And that's what a tournament can do, though. You know, if, if booked properly. And, you know, on the other side, we're seeing this kind of fucking women's division tournament that I don't know how it's being booked yet or... You know, sometimes we would see uh, things all over the place. Yeah, I was like, put it in the, you know, kick off the show with it. That's a great way to put it, you know, right in front of our faces. You know, uh, we love a good tournament. Yeah. Well, let's follow up with uh, some first round women's Dusty Cup action here. As we get Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai teaming up against Aliyah and Jesse Kamea. And, uh, you know, we mentioned him last week. I forgot you existed. Well, he's back. Mr. Robert Stone, uh, representing his brand. He's back on TV at ringside, so nice to see him. Yeah, who knew that uh, that he would have been coming back into the mix uh, <laughs> right after we spoke about him, you know? But uh, there he is. Yeah, speaking of coming into the mix, I think Dakota Hakai was mixing some uh, new purple hair dye in there. Looking pretty cool. Okay. I'm, uh, I must you have didn't notice? That. I don't think so. <laughs> well, uh, she heard about the shooty. She wants a piece of that 2021 <laughs> action. Yeah, looking good at her hair. But anyways, Kamea or uh, yeah, Kamea and Aliyah looking good together, showing some nice chemistry. They put up a good fight, but eventually Raquel gets a hold of Kamea, hits her big one arm power bomb to get the three count. And uh, you notice how Raquel does basically the same move Nia Jax did, but 100 <coughs> percent safer. Yeah, it's the it's literally that exact same move. It's that a single arm power bomb, which yeah. put away. But Raquel actually uh, has the strength to hold them and do it properly. I mean, and that that was the same maneuver that put away <laughs> Yoshirai at War Games. You know, uh, right onto that. I think 
right yeah. onto that yeah. devastating onto middle. middle part yeah. of the ring. Uh, it's becoming a pretty cool move, and she's certainly strong enough to. Didn't we do this last week where Raquel Gonzalez is like she's like five seven, but like comparatively, <laughs> it, it, like yeah, uh, they're Her all and Mercedes so are much like, smaller. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, funny. It's but, so uh, funny. Which, yeah, this is weird though, because I thought, especially coming out of War Games, I thought uh, Raquel Gonzalez's path would be leading to uh, the title, the championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, sooner than later, but in the meantime, uh, she could have a really good. I mean, still looking strong here. They could make it to the finals of this thing. See what happens. And does the winner of this tournament get a shot at the women's tag? I mean, I would hope so, because the men's tournament leads to a tag title shot. Yeah, because I don't remember them announcing uh, what's at stake. I mean, this could be the way to finally bring the titles to NXT that we've been asking years for. And keep them there. Fucking yeah, keep, keep them, them there for there. a long time. Uh, Does, do you think cause... Vince McMahon remembers that they exist? <laughs> uh, he's aware, but he probably doesn't pay much attention. He, he knows what's going on. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you know, the the green-haired girl, the purple-haired girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's so difficult to remember. The Asian girl. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably... That's yeah, he'd probably say something probably more offensive. Something. Right? But uh, let's continue here. Uh, there's just some, like, Scarlet cutting a promo with tarot cards. I didn't pay much attention. Yeah, I missed that, too. Sure yeah, wasn't much going on. Okay. Uh, Tyler Rust taking on Danny Garcia. Uh, Rust just makes quick work of this Garcia guy, locks in a cool submission, gets the win. So he he's kind of quietly getting a little mini push here. Couple yeah, we've at least row. we he, he his name at least gets mentioned at least once on the show over the past couple weeks. So yeah. that's a push as far as I'm concerned. Something. He <laughs> looks like a skinnier version of Riddle to me, or something. Oh, yeah. A little skinny Matt Riddle with a ponytail. (laughs) Uh, But then we get some Dusty Cup second round action here. The Grizzled Young Vets taking on Kushida and Leon Ruff. Uh, So little Leon, he was just zipping all over the place, you know, tap dancing on the top ropes. Just Uh uh, (laughs) Grizzled Young Vets, though, they come back, hit a big doomsday device, the tribute to the Road Warriors. And then soon after, they hit Ruff with a ticket to Mayhem, and that gives them the win. Moving on to the semifinals. Uh, and then I think afterwards, Gargano and Austin Theory just run out, beat up Kushida and Ruff some more. And then Dexter Loomis appears at ringside and just scares him off. Yeah, and just does his thing. Um, yeah. Right? He's because, the because Kushida needs to move on to Johnny Gargano. Because, of course, Johnny Gargano is the North American champion right now. Yeah. And I think at this point, uh, they have established that's going to be the title match. Fantastic. Because they yes. have uh, the unnamed... Valentine's Day pay-per-view, right? Yeah, that's the perfect time. It's uh, Kushida Gargano, and maybe even give Kushina the belt. Ooh. But we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Uh, in the meantime, we cut backstage where Kurt Stallion has been attacked. Uh, says it was Legato. So Regal is pissed. He storms into the dressing room. <laughs> I, uh, he's been really I've very never angry seen here. him this mad. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've seen worse infractions that have not made Angle this mad. Yeah, Regal. But uh, he tells Escobar if this happens again, there's going to be some serious consequences. So he storms out, and then Escobar picks up his cruiserweight belt, but then finds a tarot card underneath, which kind of confused me. I'm like, is this has something to do with carrying cross? Yeah, because he's the creepy guy that we have going right now, unless it has something to do with uh, Zia Lee 
and her kind of crew. But I mean, we saw Scarlet earlier with the same tarot cards. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Unless, um, yeah, I but thought it was either. I don't know. The whole thing was weird because I don't know how why would Carrie and be messing with the cruiserweight guys. I don't think he's under two hundred five, is he? Uh, <laughs> probably not. But um, he's another I don't know. one. Carrie Cross and uh, fucking uh, Escobar. Escobar. That could be. I mean, I it could know. be something interesting. That could Definitely. be. That could be kind of like that Lesnar Mysterio match that we wanted. Not the one that we yeah. got, you know? Uh, really uh, yeah, it was still pretty good. I like the Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I bet that double Dominic splash. <laughs> well, we all got worked about Dom. <laughs> Woo! It was fun. Brock Lesnar, he can always work you in a match, whether you want him to win God damn it, Brock, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Tony Storm comes out, uh, cutting a promo on Io Shirai. And when I want something, I make it happen. Last week, you took away my opportunity to win the Dusty Cup, so I'm going to take your title away from you. Uh, so EO comes out, says, I'll fight you anywhere. And I made it clear, I don't like you. And then they start swinging. EO dumps Tony to the floor, but then Mercedes Martinez shows up. She just picks or attacks EO, picks up the belt, but Tony wants it. She grabs the belt. Everyone's brawling. Uh, I think at the end, Tony's the one left standing tall. Somehow, yeah, I don't know how she, how she was the one to uh, end up. Yeah, tall. I don't know. Uh, triple threat Valentine's Day. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Tony Storm needs to make her presence known here in NXT. After uh, you know, she came over and it was. I feel like it was hot. But then since War Games, we kind of cooled off a little bit. So why not? Uh, why not bring it back? Yeah, big. Let's have a big women's title match. Also, I am uh, I am checking here, Mike, uh, between Carrying Cross and Santos Escobar. A lot of history down there in AAA. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of tr- uh, AAA wrestling. You know, and not only in six man tag, steel cage matches. Do you um, have Carrying Cross's weight? Uh, they have him at two sixty five. I don't believe that, but I think he is more than 205. <laughs> I don't believe that. He's definitely more than 205 pounds. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Do you think he's too? I think maybe 235, 240. Yeah, it's, it's tough to gauge, right? I, I need to see him. It's all... Okay, if I, if I could see Karrion Cross standing beside uh, like 2011 LeBron James, that would be my, because <laughs> that's very, I can very much go like 6'8", 260. Like that's one where I can go like 6'8", What about six, next eight, to Brock Lesnar? Yeah, he's I guess Brock. give me like, Brock UFC, like UFC 300 Brock. Like I need some, I need to see them side well, by side. Well, I think side. any Brock. I mean, we've, I think Brock is one of the few guys where when but, I see him live, uh, we've oh, seen him live. Oh, when he comes out to the arena, massive, you feel the presence. Massive. Well, all I was going to say was, you know, if it was. The room uh, gets thicker when Brock if, Lesnar's if, in if it. If it was the day of a, of a, uh, a paper, of, of a UFC pay-per-view or certainly the weigh-in, we would have empirical proof of how much, how big he is. <laughs> And then we would have his height, and then we could just kind of stand him beside Karrion Cross, and then we could get all yeah. of our angles and stuff. But he would normally weigh more than he does at the weigh-in anyways when he's actually fighting. Well, that's why, you know, that's why we get out the weigh-in, or we take the fighting weight with our added kind of like 15 pounds know, whole, or anything. Uh, we're getting off the rails here. Hey, you as asked. we like to do. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's fun. I like it. Uh, but let's go to Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Bronson Reed. Uh, Swerve gets some offense, hits a nice 450 splash, but Reed is too strong. He's Godzilla. He hits the tsunami, gets the win. I um I think I also noticed this the uh the colossal Bronson Reed. Reed was that, that what they're uh, calling him? Did you? Yeah, he's did, doing the whole. He's got the jacket with the Godzilla. I guess they're doing this whole. He's bigger than 
skyscrapers. Yeah, so. because I think we have <laughs> gotten rid of our thick boy uh, gimmick now. I think that was kind of like babyface. Yeah, uh, now yeah, he doesn't. Now seem maybe that. we've moved on, but uh, yeah. yeah, colossal Bronson Reed, big motherfucker. Yeah, getting a couple wins in you a know, row I, here. When, so. when I was watching this match, I gotta say, um, Bronson Reed, Samoa Joe. I think that would. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be a fun, big, heavy hitting, athletic. Uh, match. I'd love to see any Samoa Joe match. I feel like it's been. Has yeah, he it's been wrestled? Did he wrestle in 2020 at all? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't I mean, know. Uh, I mean, he, he certainly uh, does a lot of commentary. <laughs> Indeed, he does. Uh, we have February 10th on a Monday Night Raw. He was on the losing end along with Eric Ivar and Kevin Owens. Lost to Seth Murphy, uh, Occam, and Razor. So, yeah, it was almost so like a whole... Almost a year. Yeah. Almost been a full almost year. Almost an entire year. His I last, miss you, Joe. His last singles win was September 2nd, 2019. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Or, uh, no, sorry, August 20th. <laughs> okay, his last yeah. win on TV was August 19th. <laughs> okay, either way. Jesus too long. Christ. Uh, but then we go to a... We get a sit-down promo from Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher, who have become friends after bonding in the fight pit. And uh, we find out that they're going to team up against Adam Cole and Roderick Strong in the Dusty Cup action next week. But it's the second round. So are you wondering, did you miss something? Um, I didn't because I had heard prior. <laughs> um, it sort of popped up somewhere that they had been airing a bunch of these matches on 205 Live. Yeah. So uh, I don't remember hearing that last week. But over the course of this week, I found that out. So I'm like, OK. Yeah, and some of these I only have. found this out because if we can recall a uh, recent NXT signee, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly, now known as Gigi Dolan, I think it was mm -hmm. through those outlets where she had announced that she had a match on 205 Live as part of the Dusty Cup. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so uh, we'll just mention that. Gigi Dolan teamed up with Cora Jade, and they were defeated by Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell on 205 Live. So, uh, yeah, too bad for them, losing in their first match. Didn't even get to see them, because I'm not watching 205 Live. Well, here's here's <laughs> what I'm here's what i thinking right now. As soon as I saw, and then, of course, yeah, we do get this Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa matchup. Um, I, think, I think Trips is going to turn 205 Live into NXT Dark. Ah. Uh, use the space and time to keep uh, promoting their people, have them getting wins before coming over. And Adam Cole said it best last week, right? Like, NXT is the fucking main roster. You ask Gargano, you ask Ciampa, you ask all the people, yeah. this is the A-show. Uh, the A-show will need a B-show, and why not have it be a retooled 205? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Change the name up then, because it's no longer focused on just cruiserweights and 205 however so much of those of that division would just fit in seamlessly with a lot of these performers here on the main roster of nxt yeah i mean let them you know don't make it like raw and smackdown where they're separate you can have it like dark and dynamite where they can just be on one show and then the other dark and dynamite baby dark and dynamite <laughs> uh but yeah so with that first round candace and indy move on and then champa and thatcher they defeated um Tony Nese and Arya Davari. And Chomp and Thatcher weren't even supposed to be in it. They replaced Ashanti the Adonis and Desmond Troy, who were injured. Kayfabe. So, anyways, all okay. that happened on 205 Live. 
<laughs> just for the people know. Just for the people who care. Just for the people <laughs> who care. Um, uh, but yeah, so let's 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 keep uh we'll keep our eye close on that because it could turn into some kind of other outlet for uh talent. Yeah. Either way, I say already I'm enjoying this year's Dusty Cup more than the last couple. Feels more important this year, or yeah. just I don't know. The teams, everything's going well. It feels so important. I mean, of course, certainly those last few round, or you know, the last kind of rounds, you know, the finals or semifinals and the finals are always are where we want to be. And there's going to be some great stuff. God, I will never forget that fucking Roderick Strong heel turn. <laughs> uh, and, and that happened during the Dusty. I'll never forget when Roger Strong uh, oh, yeah. joined the Undisputed Such era. a perfectly executed moment. It was perfect, man. It was perfect. And uh, so it's, it's almost hard to think of like pre, like NXT or pre Undisputed NXT Roddy, because like what was he doing? He he had like no character. Yeah, he was he was in that War Games match, the first War Games match as a member of the uh, Authors of Pain kind of team. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, his, al- his allegiance with Pete Dunne, which brought him into the Dusty Cup. And that's when he hit that fucking neckbreaker on him. And you're just, ah! <laughs> you know, Adam Cole, because he, he came out like later on in the show and he was all bandaged up. Adam Cole's great at doing the bandaged up thing. He puts like <laughs> a tensor bandage around his stomach and then just kind of holds it gently. Uh, yeah. He's great at that gig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're on, now we're really off topic. Well, let's get to this main event then. Uh, we got Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch taking on the you know uneasy allies Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly. I think throughout the night they're just kind of doing promos. And, you know, there's tension, but there's mutual respect between them. Mutual respect. <laughs> uh, but we get down to it. We get some good tag wrestling here. Uh, Kyle and Finn working good together. Finn gets targeted for a while and then makes the hot tag to O'Reilly. So he starts running wild, uh, and then Danny Birch comes flying at him with a missile drop kick off the top rope, but then Kyle catches him midair in this nice leg lock and gets the tap-out victory. So Kyle O'Reilly and Balor, nice little win, cool little finish there. Yeah, cool little finish right there. Um, It sucks that they're the champions, though, and they lose. Like, it really makes me feel like, you know, it's... uh... We are we are in that like they're super super placeholders, Um, especially after if these two guys if these two guys who broke each other's jaws can come together and take (laughs) you down like this was a little bit worse than that Drew McIntyre Goldberg thing I thought Um, just because exactly that like these guys should be being the shit out of me like you just broke my jaw dog I'm not going to along along you know find myself alongside you that being said what's next for Finn Balor. Ah, uh, well, afterwards, Pete Dunne shows up, and then they all just beat those guys down. So maybe he still wants in on that title picture. Yeah, uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Peter Peter Dune and Finn Balor is the is the exact reason, I think, why Finn Balor kind of came down to NXT to not only freshen up the main event, uh, but to give all these brand new matches that viewers haven't seen before. Uh, and Balor well, Dune is just another one of those, just like Balor O'Reilly was, and uh, just like Balor and Karrion Cross will be. Um, and I think a while ago we were promised 
Balor versus Walter, but we never got it because Balor Walter is gonna rock the fucking house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like title versus title. Yeah, there's so there's so much uh, so much hope on the line here for you know, and kind of in the future of NXT, especially going like they they don't have a fucking calendar. These guys don't have a fucking calendar. They're not they're not on a road to anywhere. No, um, any- we 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 just go. Yeah. yeah, we go, uh, and we end the show. Finn kind of stands tall with Undisputed Era for a bit, and then he gets out of the ring. He's like, yeah, I'm not one of you. Yeah, I'm point. not one of you. he's not. That was fantastic. What another great uh, edition of NXT. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, let's just jump on over to the world of all elite wrestling. On TNT, we got Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. It's a whole it's a whole world, you know. It is. It's a self-contained, you know, martial law. Down there anything in down go. there in Jacksonville, anything can go. Pretty much. Pretty I mean, much. Florida. Just this uh, uh, hotbed of <laughs> craziness where we f- throw all these m- professional wrestlers in. Uh, just to see what happens. You know, we kick off this week's show actually with um a match that's been building since May 25th of 2020. Wow. Of course you may remember that as uh the cas- as double or nothing, specifically the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah. Where Eddie Kingston and Lance uh, Archer uh met face to face, but here we are. And Archer, wasn't he the the Joker or the wild yeah, card? Yeah, he was the was. wild, yeah, the Joker of the <laughs> of that match, uh all those sorts of things. Was that the one with the controversial finish? Well, that was the one where, yeah, Eddie Kingston said, like, hey, I was never eliminated. Went through the ropes. Yeah, see, you know, so, of course, this is Lance Archer coming back to a match, which Eddie Kingston believes he won. Yeah, so, uh, yes, they do have history, like you said. Uh, But during Archer's entrance, he sends Jake the Snake to the back. Says, I don't need you, Jake. I want to do this clean. Uh, So, we just get a nice, physical, hard-hitting match here. Archer, his whole chest and face were just raw, lots of chops. Stiff punches. Some ground pork all (laughs) over the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, Late in the match, Butcher and Blade come running out, and they've got Jake Roberts in their clutches. Uh, So this distracts Archer and the ref. Well, on the other side of the ring, Bunny sneaks up, hands the brass knuckles to Eddie Kingston, who clocks Archer in the face, gets the cheap three count. Cheap three. His alliances alliances are paying off. Yeah. With the triple B. Yeah, and we've been all yeah, and Eddie Kingston, we've sort of been all over the place with the uh what it was the the Lucha Bros first and now we've moved over to uh the BBs. The BBBs. Yeah. And then last week we were saying uh let's pair him up with Ortiz and Santana. Ortiz instead. and Santana instead. <laughs> uh yeah, all over the place. But uh, you know, getting that heat towards uh Revolution, the pay-per-view, because uh, that's nigh a month away now, I'm sure. Yeah, I think March seventh or something they Something said. like that. Getting close. Uh I think we had our first of pretty we had a lot of these, but just like on location promos. Uh Moxley just outdoors somewhere in front of a fence. Just talking about Omega and the Bullet Club. and Teaming up, grabbing all the belts. I don't know. He wants his Yeah, belt classic belt. Moxley promo just in <laughs> front of a fence uh, yeah. in an alley somewhere. You know, nothing new. Uh, but we get another on-location promo. They were hitting the road this week because uh, Sting and Darby, they're in some beat-up old building uh, talking about the street fight coming up against Team Taz. 
and then they both smash a couple windows with their weapons. Yeah, still don't quite know what to expect at this one. <laughs> I uh, I really don't. Cinematic. I, cinematic. Yeah, we're still going Fun. with the cinematic version of it. That's what I think. We're gonna get I a. Don't skate- think, I don't think it'll be like the parking lot brawl. No, we're gonna get a skateboard <laughs> spot of some kind. More boneyard, less parking. More lot. boneyard. Yeah, more more. more yeah. <laughs> Style wise. Yeah, you're right. Uh, then we get the Hollywood Blondes taking on MJF and Chris Jericho. And I don't know if they did this last week or if this was new, but Max and Chris had like a hybrid theme song, like Judas with a bit of MJF's theme in the um, background. Fuck, I feel like I noticed this in the six-man tag. They did it to all of them. Oh. Like for okay. the for the Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara team. They all just came team, out to the same did, song? No, they did like like the Sammy Hagar song and the oh, Jake Hager blended song the blended. And then the next one was... Uh, the MJF, yeah. So I think I did notice this one before. Okay. It's it's a little bit better than the what was the one that was uh Oscar and Kyrie Sane, where it was just yeah, like they would just turn awful. turn one down and turn the next one up. It was a yeah, little bit it was definitely was better boring. than that. Yeah, it was definitely better. <laughs> but uh the Hollywood Blondes, they put up a good fight here until Pillman he springboards, uh trying to get back in the ring, but he jumps right into the Judas effect from Jericho. But then Jericho says, Hey, I'm going to hit the lion salt to show all you guys. Last week was just a fluke because he hits the lion salt and smiles into the camera as he gets the pinfall victory. So surely that was his way of saying, fuck you. That was a big, that was a big middle finger to Jim Cornette sitting on his, uh, sitting on his couch <laughs> somewhere. Just losing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dudes hit how many fucking lion salts in his career. And then finally one of them's not, <laughs> not, not the best. I mean, uh, we didn't say you couldn't, just maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, he did it here. Look clean. Him and Max getting some wins. Yeah, and at least they're one for one now uh, without, you know, there was no uh, real, you know, f- silliness in the booking here. Just kind of give him a direct win. Uh, Griff Garrison, though. That's his name, right? Yeah, Griff Garrison. I like and him. Brian Pillman. I like him. Yeah, he's cool. He's like, uh, I don't know. Remember, like a year ago, he was like the Leon Ruff jobber for a bit, and now yeah. he's got this going for him. He's he's kind of turned around a little bit, and at least with the name of Brian Pillman, uh, yeah, he's already got a good. Exactly. Uh, let me get another on location promo from Pack. He was just like in some empty church-looking building. Pac. They were just all over the place filming this week. But uh, anyways, he just talks about the six-man match beach break, which is next week. Snuck right up on us this beach break. Wow. In the dead of winter. Huh. Yeah. Next Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And then we hear from NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal, who calls Cody a blonde punk. And if you want to fight, name the time, name the place. Uh, In fact, let's do it in March. So it sounds like Shaq wants to name the place. Probably talking about Revolution Mm. Uh, (laughs) pay-per-view. And then Tony Schiavone is in the ring. He brings out Cody and Arn to get their response. Cody says uh, he wants to give the pitch March 7th. Revolution. I'd love to have me and Brandy take on Jade Cargill and Shaq, but life happens. Brandy's knocked up, so I'm going to defer to Coach Arn. <laughs> I don't think he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Not verbatim, but... Uh, oh, you're paraphrasing here. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have to do that sometimes. In the interest of time, uh, he will defer. Cody defers to his coach, Arn Anderson. And Arn tells a story of, you know, back in seeing Dusty wrestle in 1985. And then right after the match, he hopped on a plane to be there for the birth of Cody. Arn says it's hard to capture 
the public eye, like, you're going to do with this match. This is once in a lifetime. I disagree there, Arn. This isn't that big. But. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, I don't think, is going to give a shit when it's all said and done. But anyways, Arn then calls down Red Velvet. Uh, yeah, Arn says, she's got the fire. You've got it. And then Velvet cuts to a quick promo. She's fed up. We're getting attacked, disrespected. Uh, so I'm going to stir your bitch ass up. So it looks like Cody's got a plan here. So the match the match has to be better than this segment, right? <laughs> well, what do you expect uh, Shaq to be able so, to So, and this is what sucks, I guess, you know, when sort of, I guess, uh, I guess you probably AEW fi- probably finds himself within a position with, within TNT that maybe they don't have uh, all the say in the world, certainly not like that of Vince McMahon, who could probably control booking of some kind of degrees. You know, I, there, there, there could have been some kind of corporate presence, which... Uh, pushed the shack match <laughs> um yeah so this so this match is going to be 110 percent on cody to hold it together uh i can just kind of see that coming um and at least if there's one person that i would trust with delivering <laughs> under crazy circumstances it would be cody yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, if they give, you can let Shaq do some easy stuff, give him some kendo sticks, just let him smack Cody around a bit. That's easy to pull off. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like it, and you know, it's Sha- Shaquille O'Neal is not a young man. He's almost no. fifty years old. Like I'm sure, uh, even getting into the ring will be a bit awkward for him, getting through the ropes. Exactly. <laughs> well, he'll probably he'll go over the ropes like Taker, but you know, he'll step over. Yeah, he's gonna do a step over. Okay. But yeah, it's it does feel a little weird. Um, you know, it's just we need. Well, obviously, we can't have a pay per view without a Cody match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's give him. Uh, let's give him Shaq. <laughs> well, you know, Cody, he wants to be this mainstream entertainment mogul with his yeah. go big show and. I'm sure he's thinking, hey, there's going to be a clip of this on some sort of sports network, me and Shaq, uh, right? Of course, you know, and I think going <laughs> into All Elite Wrestling's future, it's it's Cody Rhodes. You know, long after Cody, you know, won't be able to perform in the ring, he will still be the to- a top dog over at that company. And uh, he's at the point, I don't think, I don't think Cody Rhodes needs to really do anything more in his career to establish himself. He's already who he is and his legacy is already defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we yeah, all know he, so. he. We all know he's not allowed to challenge for that, uh, that, that, <laughs> that championship belt. So, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, we'll go in with low expectations and maybe shackle. We'll go have a slam with, dunk. We'll go in with low expectations and maybe uh, we can c- come out of them with some higher ones. We'll either see a slam dunk from Shaq or a foul shot from Shaq. <laughs> oh, we're either we're ba- are we backing down in the post or taking an elbow jumper? Because that'll really determine how uh, skilled Shaquille O'Neal is. Yeah, we all know how good Shaq is from the line. That's what they say. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on here because uh, Hangman Adam Page is taking on Ryan Nemeth, who uh, you may at least kind of recognize as the brother of Dolph Ziggler, making his AEW debut here. That's fantastic. And, I mean, he was really learning, leaning into the Ziggler Jr. thing here with the the bleach, bleach blonde hair, the bright colored tights. He was even stealing a bunch of his brother's moves. You know, doing the hip thrust, the big DDT, the, Zigzags. the headstand. No, not quite that far. Uh, but 
but you know, he looked he looked pretty cool. Uh, but he's not ready to hang with the hangman. Page hits the buckshot lariat, gets the win. Uh, and I should mention Matt Hardy the whole time was watching at ringside, just kind of cheering on Hangman. And afterwards, he explains that he just wanted to be in Adam's corner and support him because he's been watching and he's been concerned. You know, you've been, you seem lost, conflicted. The Bucks and Omega, they burnt you. You don't deserve that. And the Dark Order, they're bothering you every day, asking you to join, just making you more conflicted. And I don't want anything from you. You're a good person. You deserve to be happy. But you know, I see you dressing all by yourself in the hallway, and I've got a huge dressing room. There's plenty of space. You're more than welcome. No strings attached. You know, Hardy seems compelling with this offer. He was very nice here. Yeah, but we've stepped. Is, ste- is there a motive? We've stepped away from the ring and the danger. Yeah, and just which let, is fine. <laughs> which is fine. And then just uh, let Matt Hardy be this manager. Yeah, but uh, Hangman seems to be one of the hottest free agents right now. Everyone's kind of after him i mean everyone wants him and it was it was the same situation it was the same situation for him coming into AEW. we know that he was going to be an nxt fucking dream boy if he wanted that opportunity (laughs) you know he came to uh he came to all elite wrestling as this you know the future of singles wrestling then somehow put on one of the best tag matches you'll ever see uh, and now he finally gets to be that singles, uh, that singles competitor. So, yeah. Uh, God, we'll that, I watched this... that match again, the uh, one from Revolution last year. You gotta give it a rewatch. Oh yeah, no, it was. It definitely, is, right? It was almost match of the year for me last there's year. There's this right one, there. the spot in it. My favorite spot in that match is Hangman's outside of the ring. Kenny's getting beaten down. Uh, they give him the the Bucks go for the you know the dual BTE trigger. Nick Jackson goes for the cover, and then Kenny kicks out at one. It's <laughs> huge, and then the crowd just uh, the like, crowd's like ah! as soon as it happens, everyone's just on their feet, just fucking Kenny, Kenny. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I think it's you can actually watch it for free on AEW's uh, YouTube page there if you're uh, if you do want to give it a rewatch. God damn it! God damn it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like we said, episode uh, 200. When we come back around to revising top five match of all time, you never know. It could make Might its way in there. Yeah, because you know, I mean, yeah, you know, match plus time equals uh, top five. <laughs> Like fine wine, some things get better. Yeah, or like, uh, comedy, tragedy plus time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, even the eye. Like when I was an eight-year-old, the matches that uh, there might have been matches that I didn't like then that I would love now. Exactly. Everything in between. But uh, all right, let's move along here. We got Dax Harwood taking on Jungle Boy. Some nice singles action here uh-huh. from that. Uh, and of course, we got some well. Not quite a stip, but an added little thing going on. Cash Wheeler and Tolly Blanchard are handcuffed to Luchasaurus at ringside. So all three men attached to prevent shenanigans. Uh, and then we just get treated to a really nice wrestling match here. <laughs> just good back and forth, technical action, you know, lots of near falls. They gave him lots of time. This was like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, this went uh, through a commercial break to, you know, do a little picture in picture. We had full Nelson. Just some classic Matt wrestling, too, in a lot of places. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, eventually, Jungle Boy locks in the snare trap on Dax, Tully, and Cash. They try to get into the ring, but Lucha's holding them back by the handcuffs, and Dax taps out. 
So Jungle Boy gets a nice submission win. Wow. Fantastic match, I thought. Pro 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 probably the biggest win of his young career here in AEW. Yeah, definitely singles wise. It's got to be. It's got. You know, I can't think of anything else that may be more memorable. And you know, Jungle Boy being the star of the future is happening way ahead of schedule. <laughs> uh, you know, it's yeah. Well, he, he hasn't even he hasn't even gone for the TNT title or anything. He hasn't yet. even been involved in one of those pictures, right? And when it does, it's uh oh, it's gonna be too sweet. Yeah, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jack Looking Perry good again. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, but. Sore losers after the match. Uh, Tully Blanchard pulls out this bag of white powder. I don't know if it was supposed to be salt or what, like the old days, but whatever this was, he tosses it in the eyes of Luchasaurus, blinds him, and then they just beat him down, beat down Jungle Boy some more. They handcuff Lucha to the ropes, and then they cut the horns off his mask. The disrespect. The disrespect. It's like Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. What happened when Hellboy? Didn't he break off his horns to like prevent... From becoming evil or something? Maybe. I saw the first I one, know. I think. Wasn't yeah. that good of a movie. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they cut his horns off, and then they go to over to Jungle Boy, and they're ready to cut off those beautiful locks of his. But, uh, thankfully, Marco Stunt and some other baby faces run out, chase the heels away. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Thank God. Uh, then we go woman's action. It's 930. It's woman's time. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, it's ladies' time. You can 9 set your watch PM. To it. Yeah, but thankfully, at the very least, we're getting Doctor Britt Baker uh, taking on Shanna, who herself is pretty underrated. We don't get to see her too often. Is, is, is this a Goku gimmick that we're doing right yes. now? Yes, is that what's you happening? Spot. I was gonna say we got the Dragon Ball Z gear going on, okay. the orange and blue with the symbols. And, but you know, DBZ cannot compete with the DMD as Baker gets a little help from Reba. Uh, and eventually she gets that pink glove on, applies the lockjaw, gets the tap out. So Baker wins, but Shanna, I thought she looked pretty good here. Nice performance. You know, much like the rest of the women's division, I'd like to see more of her. Yeah, like literally every single other person. Uh, yeah, 9.30, mid-match commercial. Sounds about <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I think after we got a quick beat down and then Thunder Rosa comes out chases off Baker so they're still kind of having a feud yeah and that's that's the match that I'm just praying gets you know is that happening at beach break yes next week uh I'm just hoping that gets a some time don't I hope it's not at 9 30 9 30 I hope there's <laughs> no you? commercial break like it uh, sort of seems like out of all the things that could happen on beach break that's one of that that should be a highlighted portion of the show yeah do the wedding at 9 30 because people are like whatever yeah should we end the show with the wedding they probably want to end it with the uh, six-man tag, I think. Right, that drawing. makes more sense. Oh. But, no, put the wedding is that cool down in between, because it's a wedding. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we go backstage. MJF wants to talk to Sammy Guevara. Uh, he says, hey, man, I did not tell Wardlow to get involved last week and, you know, help me win that tag team challenge. But Sammy's not buying it. He sees what's going on. You're a manipulator, and you might have the other guys fooled, but... I know what you're up to, MJF uh, says, Sammy, you, you sure you want to play it this way? He just says, I'm not playing. And then we got a big stare down as he leaves. So. I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, bless me. you, Michael. I was allergic to the bullshit that was being spewed. Uh, but yeah, just that tension. Like we've been speculating. If someone's going to get booted from the inner circle, it's probably going to be Sammy. 
Or rather, yeah, is Sammy going to get booted or is Sammy like leaving on out, his I own? Mean, squeezed out. Yeah. Or who knows? I see what you're saying. Or something or the other. But mm -hmm. Anyways, let's go to the main event. Uh, we got eight-man tag, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers teaming up against the Dark Order. And, you know, everyone loves the Dark Order now, so just a good, fun main event. Uh, JR himself even mentions, who would have guessed a year ago that the Dark Order would be the ones representing AEW to defend the company and being cheered over the Elite. That's right. It's crazy, but good stuff here. You had the big guys, you had little guys, everything in between. Uh, Dark Order hit the fatality, big close call, but Anderson breaks up the pin. And then at one point, the Bullet Club hit like this triple powerbomb in unison where they all right onto the corner of the ring. I don't know. That was a big one. <laughs> that, that was a big one. one. Well, yeah, when you got you got you got eight big bodies in here, and even uh, the hot dog boy John Silver, even uh, even his body <laughs> he was running big. wild. Yeah, he's a thick man. Uh, eventually, the Good Brothers take out Evil Uno with the Magic Killer, and then the Bucks hit Reynolds with the Meltzer Driver to get the win. And then Mac Jackson gets on the mic after, cuts a promo about Beach Break, and the Bucks are gonna be in the tag team battle royal. And if they win that, then they get to pick their opponents for the pay-per-view, teasing that it could be the Good Brothers. But then Ray Phoenix runs out. Moxie runs out. Uh, everyone starts fighting. Phoenix hits this huge toe-picking hero with so much momentum. He Don't lands on the guardrail. On, hero. <laughs> he was, like, sitting on the guardrail when he landed. <laughs> uh, then Kenny Omega runs out, tries to attack Moxie with his boot, but Moxley hits him with the paradigm shift. And him and Phoenix stand tall. To end the show. A beautifully sold paradigm shift, too, by oh, yeah. the way. <laughs> like jumped uh, on his head and stood there for a second. <laughs> Kenny Omega took the just as pretty much as yeah, jumped on his head for a second. And like stood there, just a headstand. <laughs> on a headstand. Yeah. Taking a nice uh, spike like that. There was one uh Tetsuo Naito took a spike from Chris Jericho at last year's Wrestle Kingdom on one of those hard New Japan tables. And it's just like you just uh, stands up yeah. vertically for half for a second <laughs> and then <laughs> falls. It's uh it's incredible. I can't wait for that main event match. Uh Pac will be the um the other competitor in that alongside Mox and Ray Phoenix. Yeah. At the beach break. At the beach which break. Is, it's kind of weird because that's the name of Orange Cassidy's finishing move. Yeah, you mentioned, you be mentioned that before, but uh, I mean, it's his second. His the Orange Punch is his main finisher. So I guess we only have those three matches on that card so far, which is cool, right? Because it kind of leads time for not only those matches to get a lot of time, but also yeah. for the the uh, the big wedding. Well, and I'm not sure if this is taking place next week, but they announced uh, for that women's tournament, we're going to see Serena Deeb take on Riho. Oh, I did I see think. that. I did see that. Yeah. I don't know if it's happening next week either. You're right. Yeah, I don't know when and where or even if. Yeah, but that's going to happen. Which was another one. We should, you know, two names I mentioned on Forgot You Existed get brought back the week later. Riho, Robert Stone. Well, they're, uh, they're, well, I'm doing people a favor. Yeah, well, they're they're listening to the show. We know that already. Whoever's <laughs> Maybe booking we this the, shit. We could do the opposite one week. I wish you didn't exist. Throw <laughs> Nia Jax in there. And then that's how we get them off the Nia show. Nia Jax. Yeah. Mike, that's perfect. That's the, uh, <laughs> that, that could be it. That could be it. But that was all of Wednesday night. That was. Oh, uh, baby. Got to get a big stretch in there because, of course, the Wednesday Night Wars keep rolling 
on. Well, before we get uh, before we get to the end of the show, of course, we we kicked off with it, right? Because we are in Rumble season. Starting Sunday, the road to WrestleMania has begun. Oh yeah, and it's just uh, it's it's just flat out truth. So let's let's give ourselves a little bit of that pay per view preview and how we want to see this Rumble play out. So let's start uh, talking about the pay per view this weekend, Michael. Let's talk about it. Uh, as of right now, we know of five matches. Uh, we speculated they'll probably add Bobby Lashley versus Riddle for that U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. We'll see. But if they don't, uh, we've got Asuka and Charlotte Flair defending the women's tag titles against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for some godforsaken reason. Now, I didn't know that this match was booked. Um, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised when I uh, kind of opened up and saw this. Um, yeah, Charlotte and Asuka are going to win? I mean, they should. They should? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm most, what, what, Why, this could have been the Riot Squad's moment. Could well, have put and, them and in And what there, I but. was most surprised about this, and I don't think it necessarily knocks it out, like, Charlotte Flair needs to be in the Royal Rumble. This is the Royal Rumble we're talking about here. This isn't some yeah. This isn't some meaningless battle royal on a Monday night. So to have her, you know, doing the kind of double duty, does Alexa Bliss play into this kind of thing with Asuka going on right now? Uh, who the heck knows? But, uh... Yeah. I mean, Nia and Shayna could win it, and then hopefully just drop it to the NXT Dusty Cup. Winner. But see, I don't think... But uh, <laughs> but that means they'd have to pin either Oscar or Charlotte, and that just... That that doesn't... That, that wouldn't happen, you know? They can cheat, you know? Cheat to win. Yeah. Maybe Lacey Evans comes out, distracts. I don't know. Maybe maybe Lacey Evans comes out blowing Ric Flair, and that provides the distraction for Charlotte. <laughs> and Ric Flair goes, woo! <laughs> and that's, that's enough. To- that's how they want to book it. If that's how they're going to book it, <laughs> fuck it. They're going to do it anyways. They're not going to ask yeah. us. Uh, let's go to the next match. The WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against Goldberg. Uh, hopefully Drew wins. We don't need another Goldberg. Yeah, hopefully Drew wins. Of course, this is our once a year contractually obligated Goldberg match. So I understand that it has to happen uh, at this point. Yeah, I mean Drew. Drew's uh, Drew's reign has been too strong for it to end like this, especially after Goldberg delivered the exact same consequence to the or like result to the Fiend, who mm-hmm. shouldn't, who didn't like you know he was on a roll. He shouldn't have lost to fucking Goldberg. So you never know what's gonna happen here. No, I mean, he shouldn't, but he might. It's always possible in WWE. Uh, anything's I mean, anything's uh, possible. I think pretty, I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon trademarked that uh, that phrase. It's you definitely know? been used many times. Yeah. Like Trump trademarked, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think Vince has. Uh, life sucks and you die. And um, <laughs> he has a couple of things trademarked. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, I could see a world where Goldberg does win. But the only only so that I guess someone else could beat Goldberg at WrestleMania. But why not just have them beat Drew? I don't know. Yeah, tough. I don't want it to happen. Uh, let's talk about the other world title match, the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. So this will just be heavy hitting, tables, chairs, everything. We'll get lots of fun weapons. 
And the and these two guys have pulled their feud kind of out of nothing, just based on their skill, their in ring skill as performers. And if the history, if history, uh, you know, is bound to repeat itself, this will be no different. I'm excited for more. Just you know, Michael Cole shutting the hell up, and me listening to Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens talking <laughs> out. Uh, I'm yeah, looking, <laughs> I'm looking excited. And you to know, more Owens is willing to take anything. He'll take any bump. He'll fall through anything. Yeah, he'll go through anything. He'll fall. No high, high too fall or no fall too high. Yeah, no there's no there's strong. no height, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, and he or, you know, no. And he's a quick guy. You know, he'll he'll chase you all the way down that third baseline uh, oh, yeah. at Tropicana <laughs> Field. You know, don't make him. He'll do it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, other than that, we've only got our two Royal Rumble matches left. So, uh, yeah. How do we want to talk about these uh, individually? Yes, let's start with we'll talk we'll be talking about them individually. Um let's go let's kick off with the women's match. The women's rumble. Because it's so. always going to be one of them will start the show and one of them will close the show. Yeah. 50 Which I mean, you definitely want, <laughs> you don't want to do them back to back. It's like it it's a much. coin toss to determine who will go first. Uh cuz I think actually last year the women went first. Yeah, they've done both. The women have made yeah. events. The men have made So uh, this this could actually. There's even been weird years where neither, the Rumble didn't main event. It was which like is a, odd. Uh, yeah, like, should why, never happen. Why name the pay per view after it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not gonna kick um, off. You're not gonna have you know the. Uh, you're not gonna have your ch- elimination chamber match after a hot mid card show. You're just not gonna do it. It's just <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna happen. So this very very well could end up being the main event uh, to the show. Could be. Uh, so as of right now, according to this list, we only know of 12 of the 30 entrants in the Women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So lots of room for surprises. Uh, but we got all the big names, or not all the big, lots of big names. Uh, Charlotte Flair's in there, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Nia Jax, Mandy, Dana, Alexa Bliss, among others, like I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, all the heavy hitters are in there. Um uh, Lots of room, though. We got 18 spots, so lots of room for some returns. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones you could see, of course, the brand new mother, Becky Lynch. If she shows decides to show up, I think this is a uh, time for her to return. Now, Mike, this is a perfect time to bring up because, right, yeah, the, uh, the Royal Rumble is that time where we get the returns, right? So if there is uh, a return that you see... Mike, I'm going to double down. You mentioned a former world champion. I'm going to mention another former world champion, Naomi. Naomi. Why the yes, hell not? Why her? the hell why not? not? No, we haven't seen her in a long time, so I think uh, I, why. I she... couldn't even tell you what brand she's on. And in the case of Becky Lynch, you know, I mean, I think her kid's only like two months old or something. In Becky Lynch's case, she can come back and then go away for another two months. Yeah, it doesn't have to be full time. She doesn't have to win the rumble. You know, and I think I think coming out of the dreariness which was 2020, uh, the, the, we're we're gonna have a few. We're gonna have a lot of these popping moments that are gonna make us feel good. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, another name. This one's more of a long shot. I don't know if I expect her, but Ronda Rousey. You never know. Yeah, she could show up. You think she should come up? Uh, well, if if you know if if the one other than returns, you know, return. Of course, you're returning to the company. I guess the opposite of that would be the debut. Oh, the debut, yeah. Mike. And if I'm looking at one woman that I could pick uh, to debut in this year's Women's Royal Rumble, truly solidifying herself um, on the main event, uh, that's Rhea Ripley. 
Rhea Ripley, was she not in any of the other Rumbles? I think she was, but I mean, like, you know, when I, when I say oh, debuting, like her, I mean, like, you know, this This is her call This up. is her coming to the main roster. I think the, I think yeah. the Rumble is perfect for a, for a performer like her, just because she is so much bigger and way more physical than a lot of that roster. She could very easily occupy that Braun Strowman, uh, you're getting seven eliminations in a row <laughs> kind, yeah. kind of performance, and we would all believe it. Yeah, no, I definitely think uh, she'll be in it and have a very strong showing. Because maybe even we, chance of winning. We saw her last um, lo- losing to Raquel Gonzalez. I yeah, think right a, like about been. three weeks ago or something. So I think the time has been there. And if this, if there is a time for Rhea Ripley to come over to the main roster, like this is it. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, another return, someone that we haven't seen in a while. Or that I was feeling really good about, and then they disappeared. Oh. Uh, Lana, I want her to come back. I think Rumble. she has an injury, injury, like like ca- like an a injury boot injury? and a cast. Okay. And things uh, like that. We'll see. Then maybe she can't if it's that serious. We'll find it. I'm not but. entirely sure, but uh, yeah, certainly where we are right now, I see no, uh, yeah, no, no one new. Like no, like a new superstar. I don't think there's currently yeah, like no one a, from outside the company. But uh, yeah, I don't think, I think we'll see. I think we'll see some more NXTs thrown in there, just like, you know, Shotzi Blackheart, Mercedes, Raquel, uh, maybe Ember Moon, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, throw them all in there. Casey Catanzaro, she's got to do some crazy shit. <laughs> you know, some, some, fill out some, some of those yeah, spots. Exactly. We, we, need, we need to fill out a lot of these spots, and they don't, you know, they can be women who don't lose anything by losing in the Rumble also. Yeah. Lacey Evans will be in there, Natalia, Nikki Cross, they should all be in. Uh, Punk Billy K. Let's see if well her and the Riot Squad they'll probably have some fun little booking moments mm-hmm. where she tries to work with them and then screws them. Uh, something will probably happen like that. Of course, uh, yeah. Mike. I got a question for you. Yes. Um, is it going to happen? And if yes, who do you think has the potential of doing so? Will somebody beat Natalia's 2019 record of the longest rumble? Natalia was in the rumble for 46 minute sorry 56 minutes and one second. Is there anyone in this uh, kind of field hmm. who you think could uh, go that distance right now? I think someone could, mm-hmm. for sure. I think uh, Bianca Belair has the the athleticism, the cardio to withstand an hour in the ring. Uh, she comes out in one of those number one, number two spots. Uh, I mean, lots of the other women could. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, because I mean, Charlotte Flair could last that could long. Bailey could last that long. It could literally be anybody. But I do have to yeah. say, I think if anyone currently has that potential, uh, I'm right along their side with you. I think it's going to be Bianca Belair. If yeah. anyone can do it, Sasha Banks came out super early on last year and then was eliminated eventually. You know, didn't quite beat that Natalia record, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a record that stands to be beaten. It stands to be beaten. I mean, it's one of those things, though. I mean. Natalia doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, I mean, she's won the belt, but this could be at least her record for now and something that she goes by. Something that she goes even by. If, even if it's by accident. <laughs> I want but, an accidental nerd stat. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike, so out of this match, you're looking at your field, you're looking at your card, returns, debuts, whoever. Um, who do you have for most eliminations right now? Who's looking good? Um... Uh, like you, you know, Rhea Ripley, I think, is going to have a really strong showing. I think she'll be in there early. Uh, so her, Bel Air is probably, I think Bel Air, did she set the record last year? Uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, actually don't, I actually don't know what that record is, but you could entirely be right. 
Yeah, I think uh, either way, though, I think it'll probably be Rhea Ripley racking up the numbers this year. Yeah, that'll be her. Exactly. I think the same thing. Um, if she's coming, if she's coming over. Uh, to the main roster to really set herself apart, then yeah, she's going to be the yeah. one to fucking take it. Uh, who gets the Kofi Kingston? I'm not touching the floor spot. Uh, well, I mentioned her already. Casey Canzaro. I think she'll do some crazy. Yeah, shit. she she had one of those. I can't remember if it was the first Rumble or maybe it was the second one. Yeah, or, she's already she's done it before, but I mean they could other. I mean Naomi's done it before as well. She can do some Kofi shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Ember Moon could. That's exactly uh, right. That's exactly right, Mike. And it was, in fact, last year where um, <clears throat> Bianca, both Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler both had eight eliminations apiece. That uh, is the co- current co- standing co- record. Co- yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see Ripley pulling off nine if they want. Oh, baby. Give me all those. That's a third of them. I mean, maybe not, but. A third of them. Mike, we're coming down uh, to our final two questions here. About okay. this ladies' rumble, unless you have anything, you know, kind of more to say, but I think we are kind of narrowing well, ourselves down. It might be one of my things to say might have to do with your questions. Okay, right. well here I'll just kick it off because uh, eventually we have thirty people. They come in t- and you know, and eventually twenty six of them come out, and we are down to our final <laughs> four. Uh, yeah. So Mike, t- two part question because we're kind of looking right now at the final four and the champion. Mm-hmm either champion so so who's my final four i'd love to hear it unless asking. unless you would like me to kick it off. i do here, I'll no i have here. a book i have it written um just one other name i didn't mention that i hope has a good showing in the rumble reckoning mia yim okay she's not that'd gonna be make nice. my final that would four. be good for uh the whole <laughs> yeah. squad a, a coming out party maybe for her because she's on her own mm-hmm. but anyway she's not making my final four i'll get to my final four uh well of course the name we've been mentioning this whole time rhea ripley i've Almost guaranteed she'll be in it. Uh, and alongside her, Bianca Belair, another strong contender. You know, two of the strongest women in the division. I think they're going to be, you know, maybe they'll both break the record. Nine eliminations yeah, each. Each, <laughs> 18 apiece. Uh, That's like half the, the whole rumble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they're in the final four. And then rounding that out, we've got Alexa Bliss. I think she's going to be doing really, you know, she's going to be crazy. She's going to be, who knows what she's going to be. Like. She could be shooting fireballs at people mm-hmm. in the ring. And then rounding out the final four, if she's there, if she does have the big return, she's going to go a long way. Becky Lynch, I'll put her in. But that's the long shot. Making it The to, other three, I think, are realistic. Making it to that final four, Mike, I wish I could screen cap my, uh, my computer screen and truly show you because I believe... Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Uh, I think if Rhea Ripley's coming, she's making an impact... And after we've seen what from Bianca Belair, uh, we know there's something behind her. I think Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, ooh, two uh, alliterations there. That's fun. Um, <laughs> we'll make it to the final four. And I also said it, Alexa Bliss. Not because I think she can win, more just because like I don't know how we can book it to make her not look, because uh, to make her not really lose. Because you know sometimes a Royal Rumble elimination, you can appear silly. Or stupid mm-hmm. because you know you are kind of getting thrown over the top rope like it should be easy to know what's going on around you it's going to be a weird booking <laughs> thing and just rounding up the top four for me just because if you're a betting man you gotta say it it's going to be charlotte flair i mean uh yeah previous winner she won last year i can She's see definitely... charlotte flair coming in that roman reigns 30th position and then just uh <laughs> going for it 
I could. I could also see, you know, if they want to further the storyline with Lacey Evans. Maybe Ric Flair whips his dick out and Charlotte gets eliminated by the distraction. Jesus Christ. Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> hopefully not that far, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah. And then at the end of the day, I guess we should pick a winner. At the end of the day, we have to pick a winner. Uh, you know, for it really comes down. I don't think Becky's going to come back and win. I just threw in there as a nice surprise. Yeah, it, that's that's a surprise. That's a surprise comeback. Uh, yeah. If you were. Uh, but yeah, I really could see it going to any of the other three: Bel Air, Ripley, or Bliss. Uh, Ripley, you know that's the big call up. Who does she challenge? Asuka or Sasha? They're both good matches. Any of these matches, I mean, Alexa Bliss is probably the one that uh, I don't know. In ring wise, you'll get the least out of, mm-hmm. but it'll be weird storyline shit. So I don't know. That's probably the one I see not going with. Uh, I'm just gonna say Rhea Ripley wins it there you go Rhea Ripley wins it because Mike like you said uh the uh, the winner does or you know like the winner does get that championship opportunity right at Wrestlemania so where's the belt going to be there I think when I follow my mind there I think uh the woman walking home as the 2021 Royal Rumble winner is none other, none other than Bianca Belair the uh that feud something has to happen for Sasha Banks um we know kind of Carmella isn't that one to last Sasha Banks's in-ring <laughs> abilities with Bianca Belair's raw athleticism I mean that's just a fucking that could be a banger that could be a dream and it's not crazy for uh you know the rumble to be won by relatively newer performers right we saw Shinsuke kind of take a win within the first year year and a half or however long of of him being on the main roster i think this could kind of be no different bianca belair it will be your winner hey i'd be perfectly happy with that yeah so uh but either way i think we're gonna get a really fun rumble the women's royal rumble has never let us down so far now they're three for three uh so looking forward to that but uh yeah let's move over to the men's side of things where we know a bit more uh they've announced what are we at? 17 out of 30 have been announced. Whoa. So, uh, you know, you got your heavy hitters, the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Miz, all those guys, the Miz Carters, uh, Big E's in there, Mustafa Ali, and Edge, of course, the only guy that's not uh, aligned to any particular brand. Um, and then, yeah, so other than that, uh, some returns, some call-ups. Uh, what do we see here? Returns and call-ups. Now, <laughs> I think call-ups is a weird one here for me. Uh, maybe not not necessarily call-ups, just Yeah, NXT sort of like wrestlers. NXT guys coming up, because I feel like anybody who would matter shouldn't be booked to lose, necessarily, right? You know, especially when it does come to guys like the Undisputed Era, you know, of course, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's not taking a loss anytime soon, certainly not carrying cross. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so I think there's a, there's a chunk of guys who I think would, you know, kind of lose by being in the Rumble. Um, however, if we are thinking of guys who I think their NXT time has passed, I mean, we were saying it a couple weeks ago, this is Damian Priest's uh, call-up time. I agree. I had Damian Priest, uh, yeah, he kind of, you know, he had a little North American title run. He had some fun in NXT, but uh, yeah, let's let's throw him on SmackDown or something. And he is too, you know, one of those other like big dudes. You know, he's yeah. tall, he's lanky. Uh, you know, another one of those guys that could be very difficult to get over that top rope. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another guy from NXT, although I don't think it's a call-up, but one that, like you said, no harm will be done from him just showing up, having some fun, getting eliminated. I'm talking, of course, about Cameron Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get some exposure on him, have some fun little moments. Uh, then at the end of the day, he'll just go back to NXT. <laughs> but it'd be nice, right? Yeah, it would. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? I think more than anything, uh, just kind of especially with current circumstances, if we are calling about returns, debuts, this, that, the other, I don't foresee yeah. any, uh, you know, where we get kind of like that bump of the of the 50-year-old guy or the 45 <laughs> year old who comes back for that one performance you know like Sa- yeah like Sabu like I don't comes think Road Dogs coming out no I don't think we're getting Tommy Dreamer this year yeah uh, what's probably for the best <laughs> which is probably for the best we will get to showcase I mean this. if Fit Fenley comes out I'll pop oh of course we're all popping if he's if got Fit his Irish Fenley comes out I'm changing my <laughs> bets because I think he's gonna take it <laughs> um but yeah I think why well, yeah I think we don't necessarily get those kind of guys probably just stay a lot within the gulags members of the gaggle yeah, rest of the retribution will be in there, I'm sure. Slapjack, Maze, T-Bar. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe, speaking of the new mother, Seth Rollins, I'm sure can make an appearance. Yeah. Put in some work, you know, stay in there for 20, 30 minutes, help kind of be the veteran orchestrating things. I'm sure he's still got it. He's taking a little bit of time off, but uh, I don't think that yeah. uh, I don't think that hurts his chances at all. Uh, and, you know, more guys, you said Kyle O'Reilly. I don't think he'll show up, like you said, it's... You know, he's picking up steam, but uh, I don't know. I could see someone like Adam Cole still showing up, just having a little appearance. Yeah. Or maybe a Tommaso Ciampa, even though they're both still NXT, they don't want to come up. You know, why not? Why not? You can. It's been established. You can win the Rumble and go for the NXT title. So why not participate? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Charlotte I guess did it last year. Charlotte right? Flair uh, set, kind of set the bar for that, right? Yeah. So uh, other than that, uh, one guy that forgot you existed last week alistair black hopefully he comes back Ooh. soon or just release the power file out because we miss you blaster he could he could come back uh i guess now would be the time whether he's repackaged or something like that you never know yeah uh another big name that's missing from this list so far keith lee is almost guaranteed to be in the rumble mm-hmm. and have a good hopefully a good show he'll be another one of those takes four guys to eliminate him maybe even uh maybe even a dark horse for a final four he spot. could even ooh, you could even be a dark, a dark horse, horse for the final spot uh mike in um in 2006 ray mysterio set the longest record in royal rumble for 62 minutes and 12 seconds uh do you think anybody on the card has the potential of uh coming in at number one or two and lasting and going the distance uh the potential's there i mean i think daniel bryan already well, I mean, I was in the, the greatest, greatest Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble you know, I know, it's I know. the asterisk. <laughs> it's a technicality, but uh, Daniel Bryan himself has already been announced for this Rumble, and I could absolutely see him going the distance again. But I don't know if it's going to last an hour. Who knows? You know, the timing of the Rumbles never the same. Some Rumbles have like only lasted forty minutes. Uh, I'm weird. I think if anyone think has to do it, I guess maybe I guess maybe the question should have been then for me: who who will be kind of like the Iron Man of the match? Yeah, no, uh, I could see Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, maybe Sami Zayn having a really good showing. Uh, guys like that. Yeah. You know, even The Miz, he usually hangs in there. He's good at hiding in the corners and shit. <laughs> yeah, AJ, AJ Styles is my pick to uh, kind of be our um, our Iron, Iron Man. Man, if you were. You know, he, he yeah. announced a long time ago, so let's give it to him. Yeah, no, that's fine with me. 
should we get to the final four? Uh, one more question, though. Sorry. Who's getting yes. the Kofi Kingston spot? Of course, we just heard Kofi Kingston's injured. Uh, someone oh, needs yes, to get the Kofi Kingston spot where you kind of uh, like, like kind of like a cat. Uh, yeah. Jump on the barricade and then kind of down on a table. Uh, your feet never touching the <laughs> ground. Uh, my money uh. is on uh, Ricochet, the human superhero. Remember when his theme song used to yeah. have little, little Ricochet sounds? Yeah, like, um, I think it's it would be his job to have. However, um, it will be followed by a very humiliating elimination. Yeah, Ricochet is probably a good bet. He's definitely got that athleticism. Uh, Maybe if you really wanted to, although he doesn't deserve a spot, you could throw in Reginald in there. He's doing all those flips lately. He does not deserve <laughs> a spot. No. You're right. Yeah. He does not. I guess uh, yeah, two other names I forgot to mention could be as surprises. Uh, both Brock Lesnar or John Cena could show up make some waves yeah the john cena edition would only be just like i said before to bring us out of the dreariness of 2020 and into the uh, hopeful outlook of 2021 that would be the john cena moment however um filming for the peacemaker television series just started in toronto ontario um mm. where of course john cena is the star so this is a two-parter i guess go check him out in downtown if you're looking for uh john cena and number two it would mean like a quarantining on multiple sides i don't see that one happening okay uh well i mean brock lesnar hasn't been seen in a while although i'm sure he doesn't give a fuck he doesn't he doesn't care <laughs> Uh, and then the last wild card I forgot to mention, because that was the whole point uh, of him being burned alive so he can come back as Super Fiend. Well, we see the debut of the Super Fiend. And is that just kind of like the Fiend with a cape? I don't know. That's just my speculation. <laughs> he, he comes back more disfigured looking and even more. His face is creepier. A new so. mask to sell for $300 on WWEshop.com. Something like that. Something like that. Well... Uh, <laughs> So the but, dis- uh, so the disfigured yeah. fiend comes back. He could possibly. Yeah. That could be exciting. Does the Mick Foley thing comes down as three different characters? But eventually, <laughs> we're gonna have to make our way down to our final four. Yes. Uh, so here's my final four here for you. Um, a combination of you know, of course, there have been people who have announced for the uh, the Rumble. Those who uh, we think is you know will certainly make it there. Um, well, name we just mentioned. I think Keith Lee's going to go the distance. Uh, he hasn't announced that he's been there, but we didn't see him on television this week. He is that kind of guy that could do it. Not only have the stamina to last for a long time, and then also fucking be difficult to eliminate. Yeah. He's got it all going for him. Speaking of difficult to eliminate, I see standing right beside him there is Big E. Mm-hmm. Big E, of course, he is the uh, IC champion right now, but he, he has no match on the card. He's actually in the uh, in the Royal Rumble, so there's not even going to be an Intercontinental Championship match. <laughs> not even! Uh, as of now, no. As of now, not <laughs> right now. And my final two uh, spots to round up that final four uh, is going to be, once again, the Rand Man Randy Orton and Edge. Edge. Coming back to the final four for his second year in a row. Just because someone's gotta. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, before he got injured, it was looking like he may have been coming to a world title shot at some point mm-hmm. or another. So, who knows? At oh, some point or another. All right, let me get to my final four then. I'll just start off with the names you mentioned. Uh, Edge, I also have making a good splash in this rumble here to the final four. Uh, along with Big E, who, uh, yeah, it's going to have a good showing, I think. Having a good year. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, then the other two names, I think uh, Sami Zayn is going to be able to sneak his way into that final four somehow. Fantastic. You know, maybe the cuffs will come out again. He'll cuff himself so he can't get thrown over. Who knows? But either way, I'll be happy to see him. And then the other guy who's been hyping his Royal Rumble for a couple weeks now, Daniel Bryan. I think he's got to make it to the final four after, you know, the way he's been promoing and all that shit. Maybe even win this damn thing. Maybe even win it. Well, Mike, you said it right there. You know, I mean, you, you've narrowed it down to four competitors, but who's walking home with that championship opportunity? Well, I'll just go with my heart and book the man who never won the Rumble that he always should have. Daniel Bryan should win the match and face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania main event. That's your match right there. And win the damn thing. Win it all. <laughs> Give it to him, God damn it. Yeah. To Daniel Bryan. Because there'll be fans there to cheer, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, that would be it. That would be it. Um, I'm going to go uh, a little bit of a different direction on this one. I love Daniel Bryan uh, taking on Roman Reigns. That would be a phenomenal main event. However, I think that uh, the winner of this championship will be challenging that champion over on Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> Don't you think? And I think, <laughs> I think, I just think that Edge is going to win it. Ooh. I just think he's going to win it. Um, now that he is back after not was supposed to be back and then wasn't, I think there's a little bit of catch-up that has to go on. He doesn't want to do this for the rest of his life. If he's coming back, he has to come back for a reason. And uh, some kind of way where maybe even not necessarily Drew McIntyre's the champion come uh, WrestleMania. I have no idea. However, I do think Edge is going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, uh, Edge, I mean, if Orton finds a way, maybe Elimination Chamber to beat Something Drew for like the Something like that, exactly, yeah. I see that as being the biggest money matchup on Raw right now. Yeah, and since we're getting two nights again, you know, Edge, Orton one night, Daniel Bryan, Roman the other night, we can do it both. <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean, how we can still do it, you know, yeah. of course, maybe, you know, if we come down to Edge and Randy and the Fiend is the one to fuck Randy over, Edge gets the win, it's all things that could all kind of fall into place. And then give Edge the title. Let him win the damn thing. <laughs> oh, God, I love the Rumble. And that was the uh, that was our little <laughs> book. That was our little booking preview. Uh, before we get to the end of the show, let's uh, let's finish this show off. We got to start talking about the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. The Wrestler of the Week. We should have looked over before talking with the Rumble. It almost feels like it was in the rear view, but Mike, I'll kick this one off just because he had a fantastic singles uh, match. He was on Wednesday, and we already said he has uh, such a bright future ahead of the main roster of that All Elite Wrestling family. I'm giving it to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, yes, we love him. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see, and maybe we see it more in AEW than over on the main roster stuff, but the, the veterans giving the young guys, you know, that kind of match. And, you know, uh, what was it? Dax Harwood, I think it was against. Yeah. You know, Dax Harwood needs to be there for Jungle Boys to be able to, you know, trust, have the trust needed uh, to make these things happen. I love watching uh, younger guys get put over, and this was a great example of that. So Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, you're the wrestler of the week. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, well... 
I hate to do it, but uh, the streak no must way. live on. No way. It must live on because Jungle Boy is the winner. Wow. I picked Jungle Boy once again. Uh, yeah. We are on a roll here. Is this four weeks in a this row? Is un- this is unprecedented in the Shoot Brothers <laughs> wrestling podcast history. 2021 has been consistent here. <clears throat> wow. Who knows what the future holds? Hopefully, we hopefully the results from the Rumble can uh, yield a similar result. I mean, the Rumble's crazy, though. A lot of shit can happen. Amen so to that, knows? brother. That's all, the, uh, that's all the time we have for the podcast, though. That's yes, all the time. What a wild. Rate, what review, wild. like, and subscribe because we are everywhere. And you got to, and you got to come back next week because, of course, the rumble's going down, baby. Yeah. And then beach break. It's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a busy week next week, so you're going to want to stick around and tune into that rumble. And uh, we'll be back uh, with a lot of exciting stuff next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Talk to you later, folks. Shoot.